when you're lost in the darkness, look for not just any book club's discussion on The Last of Us, the show and the game. Mostly the, most of the show, because that's, you know, it's hot right now. But we have both played the game. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Here's Pierce, and we, I'm Justin. We've both played both games, but this is going to focus on season one and the first game. So don't... Partly. Don't worry, you're not you're not gonna get spoiled for season two or three or the game if you haven't done any of that yet. We're not we're gonna refrain from bringing it up, even though the discourse seems to really like when people bring it up online. It's very. Yeah. It's my favorite last episode, to be honest. We're still arguing about this game five years later. It sucks. Yeah. Um, well, I'm, I, I, stay tuned for that. Yeah. Uh, Justin and I both both love this game and this series and this world. I'm more involved in like the online side of it, and it sucks. Uh, if you like the game, or if you like the show and you're new, do not join the online community for the game in any capacity. For the second game, for the second game especially. Well, just the just the arguments between both groups. It's just it's awful. But yeah, the 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 the, the people the people talking about the second game are. Uh, something else anyhow back on game. topic we're not going to talk about any plot details from the second game so yeah, yeah um, part one part one um joel and ellie everything everything about this and our overall overall impressions is that again we really do enjoy the story we love this game we love the story um and we're going to structure this by episode by episode we're going to focus on the show and then we're going to talk about how it differs from the game rather than the other way around because i feel like that kind of you know makes for a better discussion yes um but real quick we're so, going to try and give like a real short plot rundown just to remind everyone maybe you know maybe you're listening to this far in the future and you forgot how the show goes exactly yeah um so, so episodes one through four Right, so we have the pilot in which um, things go crazy, and there's an infection running about, and um, spoiler alert already, <laughs> uh, Joel's yeah. daughter dies in the escape from from break uh, from um, the infection day, from Au- um, Austin Apocalypse Day. Yes, Austin, Texas. Um, yeah. It's important and to know then, that she's actually shot by a soldier or intentionally shot by a soldier. Yes. Yeah. It's important. To know, yeah. Um, jump cut to 20 years in the future. And Joel has been surviving for a while. He somehow ended up in Boston and he's got a little community of, well, he's part of a community. He's, he's one of two, one of a partnership of smugglers. Um, and they are eventually tasked with smuggling a girl out of the city. Uh, this girl is Ellie. Um, in episode two, after they've gotten out of Boston, they are traveling, um, Joel, his partner Tess, and Ellie, uh, to where they're supposed to drop this girl off at the, um, is it still like the Capitol building in the yeah, show? Yeah, something like that. Um, takes place in Boston. Yeah. And so they're headed that way, and they... Um, they arrive and things have gone wrong, right? The, there was like some kind of fight. Oh no, it was the, the infected attacked in the show now. So in the show, 
the infected that's the difference in the show the infected attack it changed and the fireflies are all all dead oh no but turns out on the way during an altercation with infected tess got bit so she's turning and so she stays behind as infected are running up on them she and joel, joel and to take ellie who yep. we kind of forgot to say this that she's immune she is immune that's the whole that's the reason <laughs> yeah i guess that's important to that too. um she's immune and so joel joel and ellie are running episode three is kind of a cut away from joel and ellie we do get a little bit of joel and ellie together but most of the episode centers around the person that they're trying to go and meet and it tells kind of this love story this life story of Bill and Frank, who are living together um, after the apocalypse. They are, um, it's a gay romance, if you haven't seen the show, I guess. <laughs> yeah, you know the discourse around for, this for, episode. For, yeah, the discourse around this episode is wild. Um, Everyone's and, crazy for this episode. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, they get there, and it turns out, we find out through all those flashbacks, Bill and Frank, already dead. Um and so he gives Joel his car through like a letter and Joel and Ellie take off. Episode four, uh, we get a lot of Joel and Ellie bonding. We also find out a little bit about the leader of the city that the first Kathleen. city they end up, uh, up at, Kansas City. Um, yes, Kathleen. And we basically find out that like they led a revolution against the Kansas City Fedra who are running the quarantine zones. Um and uh, Kathleen wants to get revenge on the people who were basically like telling on the revolutionaries to the Fedra. And they meet Senator Henry and Sam right at the end of the episode. And that's that's it. How they kind of meet up is kind of important because Sam and Henry, um, they get a they kind of pull a gun on them. Um, and of course, um, they're they're able to team up, and Sam and Henry want Joel and Ellie, or they really want Joel to um, traverse the city to get out of the city um, because they're wanted men. Uh, mainly Henry is the wanted man by Kathleen, um, mainly because um, he kind of conspired against her to get more drugs for Sam. Um, Sam also happens to be deaf, um, which it is really I'm well. It's not an important character trait. It's just how he communicates, which, you know, A1 for a representation right there. Um, basically, um, they're, they're able to get out um, through going through the sewer. Um, Kathleen is hot on the trail. And once that happens, um, they're able to get out, but then they have to go outside the quarantine area. And they it's in a neighborhood. There's a sniper. Joel is able to go there solo. Um, and he has the opportunity to leave, but he doesn't leave. He goes and attacks the sniper. Um, and then Kathleen is able to catch up with them. And um, big altercation. Through, yeah, big altercation. Um, Sam uh, Henry confronts Kathleen. Um, and then through the probably the most well-timed Deus Ex Machina. Um, this is also um, I'm foreshadowed in the end of episode, yeah. not the end of episode four. Um, there's a big bloater, but it's not really just a bloater. Not for any bloater, it's an entire horde of infected that comes swarming in, rendering all of Kathleen's because she's part of Fedra, um, who's like helping contain Kathleen's all the infected. Not part of oh, she's part of the yeah, she's part of the revolution. yeah, yeah, she overthrows Fedra, yeah, something like that. Yeah, yes. um, after that, it's just 
all for naught. Overthrowing Fedora means nothing. Infected are everywhere now. And uh oh. Um, they're able to escape finally. Um, but unfortunately, Sam gets bitten. And even though Joel was like, you can come with us, um, Sam gets bitten. And um, Sam um, attacks everyone. Um, but Henry is the one to shoot him, and Henry feels immense guilt over this and commits suicide. I got a catch in my throat just saying that, I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's 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 pretty rough both in the show and the game. Yeah, episode six, um, they're in Jackson, and um, Joel <clears throat> has the opportunity to just um, to trade with Tommy, basically just leave. Oh, he meets up with his brother Tommy in Jackson. And he has the opportunity. He's trying to take this opportunity because he feels immense guilt over Sarah, and he doesn't want the same thing to happen to Ellie. So he wants to um, trade offload off, um, Ellie on offload. Yeah. Yes, yeah. <laughs> um, and Ellie's finding that um, that he really that she really wants to be with Joel, um, even though like you know they're not related, but they they form this bond i'm getting chills again oh man this is also one of my favorite episodes yeah really underrated episode in my opinion everyone has um, left me or died everyone except for you yeah and then um joel and ellie they they're so inseparable that they go they leave they go to the college to um to the university of western colorado which does not exist i just found that out yeah go me um they go there for like five minutes apparently yeah. in the show um after that all happens, um, Joel gets an injury in the show. Um, he gets hit, uh, gets impaled, and he's basically um, almost left for dead. But Ellie comes in on probably the most realistic horse looking ever, uh, most realistic horse I've ever seen, and goes, and then Joel falls, and then we get into a very controversial episode for some reason, episode seven, um, Left Behind, where it's an entire flashback as to like the origins of Ellie. And how Ellie um, got infected, and what the circumstances were around that with her best friend, 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 um, Riley, and uh, yeah. So basically, when that happens, um, Ellie um, and Riley both get bitten in the mall where um, the fireflies were supposed to meet up and take Riley away from her. And then once that happens, um, Riley's the one that gets infected. Well. It's implied that Riley gets infected and Ellie is the one that she, she says it explicitly, a, but she's Ellie shoots her. Yeah. Yeah. And she's immune, so she so, has yeah. to take care of yep. business. Yeah. And then she's able to fix up Joel. And now, uh, well, yeah, she's able to stabilize Joel. It's probably more like it. Yeah. Episode eight, the, the really creepy episode. Um, while they're um while Joel's still recovering, Ellie is trying to um hunt for herself. Um, she comes across a nice clan of cannibals. Really, well, we don't know that yet. Um, the guy's name's David. David forms some rapper um, with Ellie, and you know, there's some bonding there. Um, and then basically, David supposedly is supposed to seem like a nice guy providing medicine. He keeps on saying, I'm a nice guy. You got you could trust me in the apocalypse. Well, the more that happens, um, Ellie kind of leads them back to where Joel is, and um. Chaos ensues because now Ellie um, is taken, uh, knocked out, taken by cannibals, and um, Joel is now the one that has to um, yeah. save Ellie. Yeah, she gets um, captured, and then I mean the, the the rest of that episode is pretty much like very it's very quick. It's like Joel 
wakes up and he tries to rush to save Ellie, but Ellie is like yeah. fighting with David um, because she she but, yeah she gets out by um, insulting it, that's him. That's a change from the game, which yeah. I think is um, what what's the change from the game? Um, Ellie doesn't Ellie's able to um attack David um and actually kill him, um, and then Joel does. Oh, when when yeah. Joel gets there is a change, but the I mean yeah. the rest of the events up to that point are exactly the same. Yeah, very same. Yep. Yeah. Ellie is really traumatized because David, kind of creepy. Um, so yeah, after that happened, um, they go to um Salt Lake. Where were they? It was Salt Lake City. The, the so, final destination. So yeah, it's Salt Lake City. So they go to they go to the it's the University of Eastern Colorado. Um, uh, and then yeah, then I think they go straight to Salt Lake from there. But they're obviously still some probably somewhere in Colorado mm-hmm. during David's thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, but Salt Salt Lake is the final destination. Yep. Once that happens, um, once they reach, um, Ellie is very withdrawn after their experiences in the previous episode, and um, Joel, you know, starts to form a little bit of a bridge between them, going like, you know, it. If there's any ambiguity towards it now, Joel and Ellie, um, Joel now really looks upon Ellie as the surrogate daughter that he lost um 20 years ago and um once that happens um they, they're there they see giraffe which they got they got a budget for the giraffe that's amazing real giraffe. Um, and once that real giraffe even though everyone said it looked like cgi i know it was real it was yeah. real um joel tries to talk her out of it but ellie's like i really want to be the, the vaccine i want the vaccine to actually happen and then um really once they're there, um, the fireflies are very cruelly. They start throwing smoke grenades um, and just like trying to knock them out. And then Joel wakes up going in, in a feverish stupor going, where am I? Oh, well, and then Marlene, the one that kind of gave Ellie towards um, to Joel, Joel he, she's basically like, we're going to have to um, do basically to get the vaccine. We're going to have to kill her. And Joel doesn't take you know, I think it's very subtle. I think it's very subtle, but Joel doesn't really like that. So, you know, it kind of expresses his anger in maybe some very maladaptive ways. And um kills a lot of people in the hospital, gets Ellie, and then it says, ah. Oh, he also kills Marlene along the way. And then he's just like, Well, I mean, I it didn't really work out, Ellie. Sorry. And then Ellie is just like, oh, what? But you know, Ellie t- tells Joel to swear to her, like, what you told me was true, right? You know, you know, we didn't get suddenly attacked by raiders. You didn't kill everybody. And then Joel's like, sure. Yeah. And then Ellie's like, okay. Smash the credits. Boom. Yeah. Uh, one, th- one thing that uh, this is, this is kind of a, a disagreement. Um, I don't think Joel, I think we, we, we're, I guess we'll get here later, but. Um, I think we get caught up in the surrogate daughter thing a little bit, and I do agree. Um, It'd be like a it, sister it, thing. It, it is. Like, it he does probably look upon yeah. her as as a daughter, but I think I think one important distinction is that he doesn't view her as a replacement for Sarah. Mm. Like he's talking about how he thinks the two of them would be friends. Yeah, like friends. She and all that. she is not his replacement for Sarah. He thinks of her as kind of a in a daughter role but her own person she's not yes sarah too for him yeah um 
I, I think that that's something that I've seen people get caught up in online, and I don't I don't completely agree. Anyhow, <laughs> now we're gonna go talk about the differences. Um, oh, not really differences. Yeah, we're focusing on the show. Um, mm-hmm. So we're gonna watch that. Um, if you've just played the game, well, you can. And you can also watch the show. We do recommend the show, obviously. Um, yeah. So, episode one. I don't know what the episode's called, but uh, this one is if you if you're lost in the darkness. Ah, uh, of course. Really, I really enjoyed this episode. I think it was a really faithful adaptation. Uh, yeah. We got to talk about the cold opens. The two cold opens out of the the more that should have come. Really bummed that we didn't get more than two. I'll say on that. Yeah, the first cold open, the very first thing we see, it's a flashback to 1963, and there's a scientist that's going, fungus, you can't really cure that, but, you know, once it happens, it happens, so watch out. Um, so, yeah, once a fungus enters the body, um, it's just a spread, and if that happens, we're all screwed. It's game over. It's game and then over. we cut to 2003. Yeah. Which really well-made episode in my opinion yeah it was so so i think the people have been arguing about the point of these cold opens as to whether or not the cure was even possible but i think that's it's missing the point i, I think it's it's all to show like ellie is special this is a special yeah. opportunity this is really dire um we'll get to it but there's even a special set of circumstances that lets her be immune that's mm-hmm. different from everybody else. Like it's it's yeah. It, it's all to show how special Ellie is, um, and I think yeah. One 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 critique I get about the making it less dire is that they kind of there aren't as many infected towards the end of the show, but um, I which I kind of understand. But I think focusing on episode one and then also episode two, these cold opens are just supposed to be like, there's no cure for this that we know of. This is very dire. Yeah. You know, we're, we're freaking out. Um, or yeah. we would, we would freak out if this happened. Um, yeah. 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 You, you want to, um, just talk about the cold opens as their own separate little episode, just like a prologue mm-hmm. to it. Yeah. Cause there are only two of them. The one that takes place in America and the one that takes place in Indonesia. I thought both really good, and I don't know if Pierce has seen um, Chernobyl yet, but it's very reminiscent of that, um, where they basically make science to be this very ever-present thing that's kind of scary, um, and because even the scientists, well, the scientists understand that's um, basically it's threat to humanity, and that's kind of where the horror comes from. Mm-hmm. And it's it is very interesting how he, he makes science, he kind of weaponizes science to be this thing that we should fear. I think the Indonesia one really stands out as probably um, one of the more a series is um, probably one of the best uh, additions to the content, the lore. Um, yeah. I just really like how it was acted. And I really love how the scientist just says bomb because one, that's the same in English, apparently. Um, and two, I like how the scientist is saying that in the, the military is shocked rather than, you know, the other way around, which is just that's very interesting. Um, mm. I really wish and persistent throughout, but I think what we got left me wanting more, and I mean, I'm more than okay with that. Um, some people say that it detracts and, like, you know, it's just kind of a distraction. I think it adds more context to the world. Um, it, it makes the world seem a little more expansive, in a way, yeah. that I think kind of adds to the show. In in 
in making the original The Last of Us game, right? Because they didn't know they were going to make any sequels. They didn't know this was going to turn into that big of a thing. If this was in that story where they didn't know if it was continued at all, I would agree. Mm -hmm. But now we know that The Last of Us is at least a two-part franchise, possibly Mm -hmm. a three-part. They're talking about part three. Um, And so the more expansion to the world, honestly, the better, right? Like now we have a, a world that we've been involved in for um you know i think like if you combine the games 40 something hours something like that high 30s at at the lowest (laughs) so and then plus the show so it you know more expansion to the world rather than less especially in this the last of us part one which is really about showing us the world it's about ellie and joel traveling (laughs) across the u.s they they go to different locations every episode so yeah <clears throat> yeah and also i think now this is just occurring to me this is kind of supplanting um like you know the in-game collectibles that you find in the game so yeah yeah that, yeah. that works they they also do that with something that i was going to get to right after this um in kind of the intro sequence of uh not really the intro oh, yeah. sequence, but, but the sequence with with sarah we follow sarah for most of it which is different from the game because the game just jump yeah. cuts right to before the like break the mm-hmm. like breakout happens but yeah so we get a little bit more context there but what they do is in the game it's in several notes you can find newspapers about how they think that this fungus spread in flower um and so that's mm-hmm. how it got around the world so quickly uh but in the show obviously there's no pickups or collectibles like that so what they did instead yeah. was they dropped little hints about like Joel joking about being on the Atkins diet, so he's he's not able to mm-hmm. eat biscuits in the morning. They forget flour for the pancakes. He forgets to buy a cake on the way home. Like they just narrowly yeah. avoid eating this infected flour that has definitely been in Austin at this point. Yeah, very interesting. Yeah, I, I yeah I agree. That is a very interesting way of just like kind of incorporating parts of it. Um, they also yeah. incorporate ish into a later episode, but you know we're not there yet. Yeah, and um, and it, and it I, shows the strengths of the mediums. Um, yeah. Whereas, like in games, it's a world that you're in, and in mm-hmm. TV, it's it's a world that we're watching, and so you have to give that information differently. Yeah. We'll talk a lot about the differences in mediums later on. Um, but episode one, um, I think it was just a really solid episode. I don't really have many complaints about it. Um, I really liked um most of the changes they made. Um, even if like I disagreed with the changes, I see where they were coming from. Um, really, I think everything up until the twenty years point, um, twenty years after point, things really well. Pedro Pascal, just you know, once he was weeping over Sarah, I'm just like, oh. Um, yeah. I also bought the rapper between Sarah and Joel. Um, I, I get, mean, I guess, like we kind of want to know more about Sarah, but like, um, both versions, um, uh, you you get the banter. And I know the mom's kind of allu- not even alluded to. She's never, she's not even there. Yeah, and the in the in the show, I I was expecting them to like have the same kind of because in the game, there's this really nice moment at the university where um, Joel is kind of telling Ellie about his his previous life, and he's like, "Oh well, I you know I had Sarah young. Um, I met I met. I, he says something about meeting her mom in college, I think, and." Um, and Ellie's like, oh, what happened to her? And he goes, 
he kind of grunts and she goes too much and he goes too much. And it's supposed to show like how they're already kind of forming this really strong mm. bond that she can feel when she's pushed too much on him. Yeah. But yeah, she, she's just basically not even there. Um, yeah. It's not, not, even there. not Sorry. No, no. Yeah. Um, which, yeah, uh, it would distract from the narrative they're doing, which, um, again, no major complaints. I really like how the, from Sarah's perspective, you get to see how the world was starting to count down to this, like how they're preparing and everything. We like the expansion of that. Um, and like the, the car ride sequence, um, which is probably the most, probably the most, you know, aside from the shootout, um, the most famous sequence of the game, just like from the, the prologue, just like seeing all the chaos unfold from Sarah's point of view. Um, my dad watched this um, episode and I showed him the first parts of the game and he was like, did I see this somewhere? I already saw this. So it was a one-to-one recreation, which I think was just awesome. Um, and like, you know, if you didn't need to change anything, you didn't have to change it. Um, and I think it was just a one-to-one recreation. Um, I felt all the same emotions I had while playing the game and watching the show. So no complaints there. Um, do you have any things over there? Um, um, this is before the jump. Yeah, no, not really. I, I think yeah. m- most of... Like mo- most of what happens before the jump is is pretty well covered, I think. Yeah. After the jump, I think it was really interesting to show how the world has changed. Um, because first thing we see is the kid, and um, basically it's very ambiguous if he's infected or not up until he actually enters through, and um, and then once he goes through, he gets tested, and um, later on, Joel um, is like throwing out bodies, and then. Um, I really like how, you know, Joe's Joel's um coldness. Basically, yeah. he carries the body and then he just um dumps dumps it. Even though uh, after a woman just says like I can't do it, it's a child, I can't do it. Joel feels nothing and just throws the body into the inferno. I think the biggest thing for me in the time jump, the stuff with 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 Tess and Ellie and Joel towards the end of the episode is is pretty much unchanged there's less of it than we get in the game Mm -hmm. but it's it's all very similar one of the things that i like that they added was um the uh the guard that he he's giving drugs Mm -hmm. to um he talks about like how they're they're getting like manufacturing set up in you know other qz's and stuff which i think is really interesting and really it adds to the world building and it also i'll talk about that later Mm -hmm. Yeah. That was um, something then, for later. <laughs> yeah, it does. Now that you're describing it, I was just running those memories back. I'm like, oh, now I'm making these connections. I'm like, hey, where did you get those drugs? You'll find out mm-hmm. soon. Um, I also like that they actually now actually kind of confirm what Tess and Joel's relationship is. It's actually a relationship rather than just ambiguously, are they dating or not? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I and think Tess is great. It's, it's- it's still fairly ambiguous because it's supposed to be like data. I don't, yeah. they don't even know what they're doing. Um, but, mm-hmm. but it is, it is more clear in the show. I'll agree. Yeah. And Tess is great. Um, in both versions. I really like her in the show version as well. Um, like again, everyone in the show, uh, in the show is brought down a notch and like be more human in, in the show, which again, that's the difference in the mediums. You, you know, you're not Joel mowing down people effortlessly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then um, I was about to call her Bella. It was uh, Ellie. God, mm-hmm. Ellie. Um, 
again, this is an entirely different spin on the because I know there are people complaining about like, well, because uh, there there's some news that wasn't really it was just like people saying like yeah I didn't even play the game, um or watch clips on YouTube, and there's a reason for that it's because Bella Ramsey and Pedro Pascal and everyone, um was doing their own spin on the character because trying to emulate something that you already see kind of takes away your own um own abilities because you're kind of styling yourself just like trying to reproduce an exact copy um which yeah um bella ramsey is uh completely different from like not completely different but very different from ashley johnson's interpretation of ellie which i think really works for the character and really works for a live action um they really lean more into her um being comedic which um the comedic not comedic relief but like ups her comedy a little bit which is um something i kind of missed in the in the game apparently there's the pun book which was not an invention for the show. It was an invention for the game. Uh, then, yeah, it, it was present in the game, which I somehow missed out on. Um, again, it shows it to be very, um, very rough around the edges, but like, I guess that wasn't as present in the game. So, Bally Ramsey and Pedro Pascal did a really good job in making those characters their own. So, yeah. Um, so, you want to talk about the ending of the first episode? Oh like, yeah, I guess. Um, so at the end, they get they get out of the quarantine zone, right? And then they yeah. get caught by a guard, which also happens in the game. In the game, it sets up a whole fight sequence. But in the show, um, Joel has the Tess and Ellie standing behind him, and the guard starts flashing his flashlight in his face, and he's reminded of uh, that night twenty years ago. And yeah. so he tackles him and and beats the man to death. Um, and and I don't I don't think that this would be have have stirred up controversy outside of what uh, Craig Mazin said. The yeah after yeah, did you go through the podcast? Uh, I did not not for that episode. Oh yeah, basically yeah. it goes like, wow, the difference between Sarah and the difference between Ellie is that Sarah. Is, I know, that um, Ellie is activated at the end because she likes being protected because she smiles. It's not like a really baffling choice that they kind of let in. Of but like, uh, I mean, I'll take that. I, 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 think, I don't. I don't get that interpretation. Yeah, my my thing. I think I would be fine with it if he didn't say the word activated. Like it's like that changes the meaning of of essentially everything that he was saying. Um, yeah. It, it it changes it to be like set up to for Ellie to be a violent character later, um, which she's considerably less violent in the show. Like, she's consider and she's also considerably less violent in the in the first game. Uh, yeah. I guess maybe that's slightly a spoiler, but I you know she's a little more violent in the second game. Uh, the yeah. I don't that's not plot detail, I guess. Um, yeah. But yeah, she's she's she's. Like it's clear, it's clear what they're trying to do in setting that up. Yeah. But like, that's not who she is yet, and there's a reason for that because she lives in the quarantine zone. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I will say that the show also does a really good job in setting up part two. Like, if you played part two, it's like, whoa, you're catching yeah. all these illusions of part two. I'm like, oh, there he is. Um, yeah. I mean, aside from that, the the other thing I don't like is like, if you've seen the movie Joker. They did that flashback thing where, like, they kind of go, oh, like, this one piece of information now kind of, and they, they cut back to it rather than leaving it implied. Joel attacking this guy 
Um, I really need the flashback. Yeah, like, the flash. I really didn't need the flashback because it was the same episode too. It's not even yeah. like this is episode two where we sat down to watch this episode at like an hour and twenty minutes ago. Like we we yeah. know what happened. Um, yeah. And regardless, like, I would just find that more interesting if it was, like, very similar cinematography to call back to it. Like, it's yeah. just, a, there's more interesting ways to do it than just flashing back. Yeah. I, it's a minor complaint, and I guess that one quick shot of Bella smiling, it wasn't even quick, but it was like, it was like, I, I don't know. But Her liking sure. being protected is fine and then when you say the word activated i'm like what are you talking about what are you doing what are, what, you doing? What are we saying right now um okay yeah. yeah but overall i was still really impressed with episode one i'm like oh, i was hyping it up like guys this is like a once in a generation show let's go yeah um episode but, two right episode two. You had something else to say no i just forgot what the episode was called okay infected um it's it is uh i re i enjoyed it um probably not as good as episode one but it is very important yeah. i would say because yeah we get um we get tess opening up to ellie kind of um bonding with her a little bit because the, you know they're traveling together right mm -hmm. um and then because Tess and Ellie start talking and because of what happens to them later, where both Tess and Ellie get bit again, um, they, you know, Joel begins to trust Ellie. It's the start of that. Mm -hmm. It's it, it. Yeah. Tess and Ellie's relationship that's built over the course of this episode really starts to help Joel begin to trust Ellie. Yeah. Um, this was probably the most video gamey of the episodes. I feel like this is the one time, like out of all the episodes, this is the one time the writers were like, "Wow, this is just one really long gameplay segment on like a sideways building. How do we make this into an episode?" Um, they did their best, and I think what we got was a pretty good episode, and especially the ending. Yeah. Um, and this is like I think the biggest change, um, lore wise, is the fact that it's not spores anymore; it's like tendrils and fungus. Yeah. Um, and they actually explained like. You know they're all connected in their own way because it's like kind of like a high mind, which, um, I mean I thought I was skeptical of that, but like they did kind of confirm it, uh, as in like, as in not like not like I doubted the news, but I'm like this work, and I'm like worked, yeah, because um, in the game, um, you you wouldn't be asking why like all the infected are swarming to this one area, but now in the show you might be, mm. so works, yeah, um. I don't have so much to say about this episode, but initially, um, my famous criticism was like, wow, I think Bella Ramsey is acting a little bit too much as the the comedic foil here, um, which, I mean, I like to say that it was intentional for her to be a little bit over the top, a little mm -hmm. bit, and then she did, she did win me over eventually. Um, oh, and the Cluckers. Um, they did a really good job on, like, the Cluckers being an actual threat, because... Yeah. I... I think the biggest thing in this episode that, that stood out to me was that they left it intact, which they pretty much had to because, I, I don't know, in my mind, you want to you get some action in there early because there might not be uh, countless opportunities for it later, um, given mm -hmm. how much traveling we have to do. Um, 
we get some action in there early. We introduce the clickers. We introduce more zombie stuff. Um, and you really have to sell this, like, trio in an hour. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and you have to sell the trust that J- Joel and Tess have for one another and why Joel would listen to her when she tells him, like, get out of here. He, she yeah. in, the, in the show, she literally says, save who you can save. Like, go do... Yes. Go go turn this girl over. I got bit an hour ago, and it already looks yeah. like this and and hers is is just as yeah. old and as fine. This is what sells Joel on like that the cure is uh, uh, at least the um the infection um like to believe in, in Tessa and Tessa's desire for the vaccine to actually happen. The one okay, the one criticism um that I will say is that I really wish that the you know, besides it being a video gaming episode, is that I wish they kind of had dramatic irony and they showed Tess being bit. I think it would have worked better than an actual surprise. Because, yeah. Um, I, I know when she gets bit, um, or at least you can kind of imply it from the show, uh, is that she starts to act different. Um, she starts to be like, let's get this cure working. And I'm like, it would have worked better if the audience do. Um, yeah, in the game, you, one of the... in the game, you don't literally see it, but you see the moment it probably happened is yeah. the thing. Because she immediately, Joel, I think Joel is like, are you okay? And she acts weird. Um, yeah and so so you see it happen and then there's that dialogue and it's like oh like once you know it's like oh that's that's probably when it happened um i think one really interesting change in the show that we we can talk about starting in this episode is that the infected are much more dangerous um and i think that worked to their benefit later because obviously Craig Mason talked about how he didn't want to talk focus on the infected. He didn't want to make a zombie show is what he said. Mm-hmm. Obviously you have to have the zombies in the show. So why take it? The infected. Um, right. Or the infected. So so why why take it then? Because the story is so great behind that. So then how do you in order for the story to work, you need the infected to be a threat. Okay. You don't want that many infected mm-hmm. in the show. You make the few that are there incredibly dangerous, mm-hmm. um, and that's that's what he did, or that's what they did, because yeah. Neil Druckmann also was was there. Yeah. Um, and also, also, yeah, it's, yeah. And so we see starting in this episode, like it's very difficult to kill a clicker, mm-hmm. to yeah. take out a bunch of infected. Yeah, that is probably one of the best changes uh, in, in this episode, changing it from um, was it Fedra that were there. Um, at the Capitol building. Oh yeah, at the Capitol Chiging, building. Yeah, changing to was, infected. Good it call. was. I think it was a showdown between Fedra and. Yeah, because in the game it's weird because it's like Fedra comes and they kill all of the fireflies and then they just leave, and then they come back, and that, that's 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 what it is in the game. Yeah, um, good change. Yeah, in the show it makes much more sense for infected to come yeah. kill everyone and then walk a, like shamble away and then yeah be attracted back later. I will say that also, like, even though Tess is in a very few amount of episodes, she she really does sell it. You, know, you really do feel her impact. Uh, and her death scene, really brutal. Um, I like the infected kiss scene, mm-hmm. kind of creepy. Oh, and then the makeup, especially. I, I think this goes without saying, but like the makeup and like the prosthetics, practical effects, awesome. It looks great, and you know it's much better than I. I don't want to say CGI is always. The, the worst solution but like i'd rather see um bad um practical effects and like perfect cgi all the time if that makes any sense you get to see like you know how much effort they put into this so mm-hmm. 
not much of a complaint there. Yeah. Um, all right. Controversial episode three. Long, long time. Long, long time. Yeah. Um, this is the the romance episode between um, wow, Bill and Frank. Um, so basically, the episode starts off with Joel going, "I need a car," mm-hmm. and he, well, it doesn't say it like that. Let's say, um, then he just kind of, yeah. <laughs> wow, Ellie, it really seems like we are the last of us. Um, he tries to get um, find a car, and then there's a flashback, a very extended flashback, um, to um. This character named Bill, he's just basically a basement dweller libertarian that goes like, I don't trust the government, which he's right this time. Um, and basically, after everyone leaves and his neighborhood leaves, um, they kind of get massacred off screen. Very unfortunate. It was horrifying. Um, and like, you know, Joel kind of wants to protect her from that, uh, from her from like seeing that. Um, but after that happens, um, basically, played by Nick Offerman, who did an amazing job in this episode. He'll probably, just... probably win an Emmy for like best guest actor or something. Yeah. Category. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he basically turns this entire neighborhood into a fortress of solitude, um, basically setting up traps and making sure that no infected can get in. Probably turned away a couple families that are starving and like, you know, please let me in. But yeah. he didn't let them in until one person. Yeah, one however much however in. much time passes, Frank stumbles into one of his traps. Luckily, not one of the ones that instantly kills him. Yeah, <laughs> and like the shotgun <laughs> traps and stuff. Luckily, yeah. it wasn't one of those. And uh, yeah, and luckily, it was also another. I, it was a man that he was attracted to because yeah. you know, uh, Bill comes in, goes like, "What are you doing here?" And I'm like, "I'm just looking for food." And Bill's like. I'll let you live. Did you say? Uh, but the I'm, man's like, sorry. Did you say? <laughs> say I, I'm like I'm just looking for food. I might have misheard you. That that might be my bad. But... <laughs> well, yeah. To simplify it, Frank's like, I'm just looking for food, man. Do you have any grub? And then Bill's like, No, leave. No, wait, come back. And then. And then Frank they sing like, okay. Lin- Linda Ronstadt and and yeah. sing and live happily ever after. Essentially, okay, you want to really gross this looking at it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Essentially, that's what happens, but it's all about the details because yes. everyone went crazy for this episode because mm-hmm. it is one of the few times that the barrier gaze trope was Most... not. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. They, barrier... uh, basically. Go ahead. He's good. To... Okay. Yeah, yeah. Barrier gaze is basically homosexual homosexuality, since it was so taboo in the 20th century. Um, they always tied it to tragedy because you know, even hiding your love for someone was tied with something tragic. Eventually, most people had to die at the end of the play, movie, book, um, because it was just tied. Not this time, not this time, because they live a very happy life together. Well, it's and, wonderful. And and on that note, I think this this episode is actually really important uh because it's they kind of use the barrier gaze trope in the game right mm-hmm. um frank runs away from bill because bill is so paranoid and frank he ends up getting bitten and has to has to kill himself and it's never overtly stated that they're gay for each other in the game but it's very heavily hinted at and so it, yeah. it this feels like 
probably a big step towards like where we kind of are as a as a society now. Not to say that bigger mm-hmm. steps for gay people were being made before then, or but but before twenty thirteen, two thousand three, like, or twenty thirteen in the in the game. Okay. In the game, that. yeah, yeah. Um, that's when the game came out. Yeah. Um, not to say there weren't any huge steps before then, but I just mean like the way that society kind of looks at it is is definitely different, and that's yeah part of why they were they were willing to change it like that. And I think it's really cool yeah. that they did. Um, yeah. It it seems like all the time, whenever people are like, "Oh, LGBT representation," there's a subsect of people that are like, "Yeah, but they kind of use the barrier gays trope still." Um, so it's cool yeah. that they they didn't feel the need to in this episode. Yeah. And let's just say um, another slight tidbit about The Last of Us Two has great representation, spectacular yeah. representation, probably the best in any game ever. And that let's just say a lot of people hate that for that reason. I'm not saying yeah. that they're not some valid criticisms, but it, 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 hate it's for the wrong it's, reasons. It's great. It's great in both The Last of Us and The Last of Us Part Two mm-hmm. because it's not. It just is, right? Like yeah. there's representation, and and that's just how it is. And there's not like, yeah. they they don't they hardly ever really bring it up except for them just like existing on the screen. It's yeah. it's great. Yeah, I, um, I I thought it was also a really great episode. Um, Frank, um, is kind of more the foil. He's more open. Bill is more reserved. Um, obviously he has a sanctuary where he's just has all this stuff and that's all for him. He's okay with living alone. Um, and I really like how it kind of not really, well, I guess it does subvert our traditional view of mas- uh, masculinity because one invites homosexuality to be a part of that. And it also makes, um, Bill, who is this very manly man played by Nick Offerman, who, um, Ben, he's very gruff looking. He is into guns. He's into just basically all the stuff that, you know, you associate with masculinity. Here comes Frank and he kind of erodes that slowly, um, which I think was a very interesting, very awesome portrayal of homosexuality. Um, It really makes it work because, um, again, you're not really expecting him to be um, this kind of homosexual, um, at least um, consistent with the history of portrayals of gay people in fiction. I I think Sorry. Yeah. Again, it's great. I, I, I think. Give up. Yeah. I, I. I think. I think it's also awesome as a portrayal of masculinity. Like it's. It's. It's kind of built in to show like masculinity. Bill's like masculine traits is not. It doesn't drive them apart, right? It's not like some, some, some toxic trait that's going to like bring about the end of them. It's mm-hmm. just the way that he is. It's the person that he is. Yeah. And it's also so like it's okay to be like Bill. Hopefully, you'll be a little less paranoid, but that's not really a masculine trait, I don't think. Um, and it's okay to be more like Frank, regardless of like yeah. who you are. Yeah. If you're gay or or not gay, it's just okay to 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 be more or less masculine. That's fine. Yes, um, absolutely. That. Um, and how it ties into the overall story. Uh, one, there's a flashback with Tess and Joel. Um, basically. Uh, we got the drugs. Was it through them? I think so. Um, and Bill um, initially is very, um, very not on board with the fact that you know they're opening up the neighborhood to other people, or not really like trade with other people. Mm-hmm. He's able to make it work, um, and they're communicating through people through the radio, which um, 
they communicate through music as well. 70s, yeah, it was like 60s, like 70s, code, 80s, 80s, music yeah, over what, yeah. what everything. Uh, what I will say though about the scene where where Bill is very standoffish to um, the gun out hand, Joel, Joel, and Tess. Um, the best part of that scene, I think, is that Joel really earns Bill's respect. I think it's really, really interesting watching mm-hmm. that happen where, where Joel is essentially like, I understand you want to protect your partner. If, if, you know, anything happened to my, whatever we are, I, you know, I would be very unhappy too. And then he's yeah. like, Oh, look, your fence is eroding. Like, Oh yeah. Like this is happening. He, you know, yeah. Ma- ma- masculine contests him basically about like protecting yeah. the ones you love and, manly building stuff um, absolutely yeah that works yeah um yeah yeah I, I think that was a very good way of just like showing that there there are different kinds of just like masculine we've said masculinity so many times in this episode yeah but i mean just keep on rolling with it. it's it's part i feel like it's part of the themes of the episode it's yeah. like yeah love um this relationship between the two of them the masculinity yeah. of the figures yeah yeah yeah, and the way that it ties in, um, I was kind of searching for reasons why this ties in up until the very end with the uh, the suicide letter, uh, because these guys commit suicide together. Um, kind of forgot that mentioned that part, but actually, all right, I I know that if we've always said that like homosexuality is tied with tragedy. This time they end their lives in both both terms. They live to an old age. Um, I think Frank has ALS or MS. It's not really clear, um, but he realizes that in one of the most heartfelt scenes, like. I've lived my life with you. I had good days, bad days, many bad days with you, um, Bill. But I'm ready. I'm ready to go. And I'm like, oh. and they they die together, which is so sweet. And um, he leaves a letter to Joel because he knows that, you know, he's going to be coming for the car or something like that. And this basically just kind of ties in with the fact that um, I, I think this, this is a running theme, but basically... Bill is telling him just like you know, find make sure that you find someone to give you purpose in this world. Um, don't let um, don't let anyone get in your way. Which I, I, I there wasn't much foreshadowing to it towards the end of the ep- um, end of the story up until this point because if you know what the ending of the story is, it's essentially just screaming like what this is going to end. <laughs> um, so yeah, it basically um, sets off um, Joel's little character arc and kind of slow um breaks down his wall uh barriers a bit because now he learns to open up he learns to take he doesn't learn to take a shower but he begins to take a shower become a little bit more open with ellie allows um himself to like you know let loose and play the linda rodstadt and you know be a little bit more loose with ellie which i think is great mm-hmm. um and then on to episode four Please I will say that hand. I do miss the pipe scene. Uh, I yeah, sorry. Uh, yeah, no, the yeah, pipe I, scene I, I missed the pipe scene. Yeah, absolutely, the pipe scene was good. There. I think it's great to have both versions. Um, yeah, I think this is really good. Uh, uh, but yeah, episode, episode four. four. Please hold my hand. I don't think there's that much to say about this episode. They're clearly setting up themes um, through through Kathleen. For, we get a lot of bonding between Ellie and Joel. I think that's great. They're clearly setting up themes for not only the the end of this season, but also season two through Kathleen um, mm-hmm. and season three, because part two is going to be two seasons, apparently. Yeah. Um, um, just because it's set up doesn't mean it's necessarily bad. It's not a flashy mm-hmm. episode, is what we're saying. Um, yeah. The traveling, important to travel. 
Um, and they're setting themselves up to be in Pittsburgh, or I don't even know where they are. Well, so Pittsburgh was where they were going in the game, but they changed it in the show because in the oh. game they go literally from Pittsburgh like straight to Wyoming. And oh, and in the show, drive, yeah, in the show they were like, "Why don't we have them drive for a little longer?" And so they put them down yeah. in, in Kansas City. It is a good bonding episode between them. I kind of wish we. I, I know we're not going to be saying much about this, but I kind of wish we had a little bit more of this. Mm-hmm. Um, it's to show that you know. Um, I I know it's just trying to um trying to have the episodes uh trying to make this as kind of a replacement for bonding time because you're spending a lot of time with Ellie in the game. Um, she helps with the combat and all that. And this is also, I think, now officially the the time where Joel starts to laugh with Ellie a bit with yeah. puns. Um, so it's kind of replacing that, which I mean, no complaints there. Yeah. Um, I I, I do wish that you know we kind of we had I more. Kind of, my I, one complaint. Sorry. I, I I kind of agree. I think we could have gone for another bonding episode like this. Probably extend the university into an yeah. episode is what I would I would recommend, especially because initially episode one was supposed to be two episodes and this was going to be a 10 season series or 10 episode series. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying HBO has to spend all the money to, to make it back into a 10 episode season, but I feel like yeah. it, it might have improved it a little bit to get to yeah. get more bonding at, at, right towards yeah. the end of the season like that yeah we have some more expansion on the character uh joel and you know again the balls are falling down um mm. again um i i i know i mean this is kind of my complaint as a whole but um they did try to um use the pun book a lot as kind of like a shortcut to um have ellie and joel bond um in a way which i think that it, it it kind of works, but kind of doesn't. I feel like they could have been something that's a little bit more organic than literally mm-hmm. just having a pun book. That, that's just me. Um, but yeah, Kath- oh, also, we got to talk about Kathleen uh, before we switch to episode five. Not not, not the greatest first impression <laughs> on this episode. Yeah, I remember saying to to you, Justin, I was like, she's not that like imposing um and I don't, I don't really buy like... her as a lever I, I get it's intentional but i feel like she i don't know she needed to be a little bit more imposing i it's intentional yeah. we should say this because she wasn't really the initial leader of her, the mm-hmm. revolution her brother was but her brother got killed and so that's why she's kind of stepped up into this role that she doesn't belong yeah. in so it's intentional but it's also like I feel like somebody else yeah. would have probably stepped up and and gotten the respect before she did yeah it, yeah, it's also just like I was like Pierce pointed out. Maybe, maybe she can improve, and it, was, it wasn't the biggest improvement. But yeah, she did improve yeah. in episode five. So I, I, yeah. I will, I will give you know props there. But I, I just don't get why she um killed the the doctor like that. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I know it's supposed to show her being irrational, but like, come on. Um. Oh, but I think probably the um other big moment is um Ellie um holding a gun for the first time. Um, and killing person and and one of Joel's more brutal acts, um, stabbing the teenager as the um for his mom, which yeah, um, it it showed that um you know Ellie had to grow up in this world and again breaking down the barrier, um Joel having the talk about um you know what do you have to do in this world to survive, yeah, yeah that that was a nice moment of yeah. not nice for that guy but you know 
it's fair the, the story yeah um it shows that ellie could save joel um in a way um if she has the right task uh, she has the right is the right mindset for it and they have the gun scene as well i think yeah it also yeah. shows joel's wish to protect her like innocence also even though he's not yeah. Like, he's bonding with her, but he's not, like, super bonded with her yet. Mm -hmm. He still, like, wants to protect her as a, you know, a kid. Yeah. Um, uh, I think that's pretty yeah. much it for this episode. The way this episode ends, though, um, is that he makes a, a pun about diarrhea, and then he wakes up and poops his pants because he's got a barrel right in his face from Sam and Henry. Yep. Episode five. Um. Yeah, so the Sam and Henry episode... I don't feel like there's too much to talk about for a while. Basically, they start like they don't trust each other at first. There's some funny moments there. Um, and then they, you know, it start. Henry basically starts to be like, I know the city like the back of my hand. We can make a plan together. We can get out of here. And then, you know, we can be out of each other's hair pretty much. Yeah. And so Joel begrudgingly agrees. And the plan is to go down through the sewers. The sewers. Yeah. Um, which I think this is the first big moment of this episode that I want to I want to touch on real quick, where um, they're watching Sam and Ellie play with like a makeshift goal from that somebody made, whoever was living down in the sewers, mm -hmm. ish, and yeah, probably ish, and Henry essentially goes, um, you know, I I've seen this 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 clip a bunch now online. She, uh, she's not your daughter, but somebody was, mm -hmm. um, is what he says. And he's talks, yeah. he's talking about like, you got to protect the ones you love. Like, I get it more than anyone. I understand what you're going through. Mm -hmm. Um, and Joel yeah. shuts that down because he gets like uncomfortable yeah. about his emotions. <laughs> yeah. I will, okay. So I think the, the big elephant in the room here is the fact that. They made Sam deaf, um, mm -hmm. which, uh, yeah, um, in the game, touch on that, yeah, in the game, um, one he, he was a little bit older, um, and basically, I think, um, and I think Henry's a little bit meaner. He's more rough, um, because I don't think he grew up in a quarantine area. He was just like, he was a traveler. I don't think he was a traveler, but like, he had a run on Raiders or something like that. I don't remember. I should probably remember. Um, but he's a little bit rougher, and you know, you expect with Sam being um, a disabled person. Um, that he would um, basically become even more meaner than before, but it doesn't doesn't really come to that. Um, the thing is, um, it, it's a very bold choice. Like no other show is going to do this, um, and I am also all for ASL representation, um, where it doesn't really revolve around the story. Um, we've seen films like Coda that can make it work. Um, it just, I don't know how much it kind of works in this context. I don't know how much I love it. I don't think it's better or worse. It's just like. It brings up questions, um, and I don't know. Um, I again, I I love the ASL representation. I it just it kind of weakens the contrast between Joel and Ellie and Sam and Henry because Sam and Henry in the game, um, Henry coddles Sam so much that he basically uh, dependent on him, mm -hmm. and then Joel and Ellie, um, Ellie is able to survive, on, not really survive on her own, but she's more rough around the edges. She can fight back. Um, here, Henry is nicer in this version and doesn't really have to like to survive um she does kind of betray kathleen to make sure that she gets the medicine for sam 
Um, but the thing is, Sam's more dependent. Um, again, he, he's deaf, he has leukemia that is easily treatable with medicine. Um, so I don't, you know, it, it creates some holes thematically, and is what I'm trying to say. Um, it, it does highlight the relationship between Ellie and Sam, though, because now it's that I mean, I was getting some vibes that um, Sam in the game was like having a little bit of a hush on Ellie here. Um, the relationship between Ellie and Sam, Ellie's now kind of a big sister that loves to play with Sam and loves to communicate bonds with comic books and all that. Um, so I'm guessing this is more for um, Ellie. And I think Ellie is kind of, I don't want to say the deuteragonist, but like, I think the, um, kind of the emotional focal point even more than joel and henry mm -hmm. um I, I i like that ellie um starts talking about the cure more he's basically um talking about big hopes about well at, this is at the end we'll get, we'll get to the end later um this was, there's a lot that goes on in this episode um also in episode four they they foreshadow the infected there's a big bloater coming up but maybe they don't take care of that Oh, also, this episode opens up with a lot of lynchings, just a lot of brutality and chaos because Kathleen was the resistance that took over Fedra and Fedra was not effective. So they were like, you know what? Let's replace this chaos with another form of chaos. Um, oh, also, Kathleen, um, I, I thought they would fix her in this episode. Our main complaints, our first impressions were kind of wonky. Um, Kathleen, um, having a cult around her, we, we got... Like the entire military around her and her being really ruthless. I still was not mm. able to buy it. I, I would be able to buy it if like Kathleen was just like, you know, she's like the nice version of just like the former leader. She's just ruthless and does not mesh well with the acting decision she made to act all nice. I, I don't know. Um, I thought they would fix her. I'm like, I can kind of look over the, the, the decisions they made. Not a big fan of the change. I like the game this game section a little bit better because they didn't overcomplicate the stuff with just like Kathleen looking out for revenge. Um, yeah, th these are my broad thoughts. We'll get into more of the specifics, but do you have any thoughts? Um, I mean, no, not really. I think like it was an interesting choice to, um, cause obviously they had to have Sam, Sam get, get bit it was an interesting choice to make it this like big showdown so they could make it more yeah. like thematic sure. um yeah but i don't, I don't the know sniper place the what like basically where joel takes out the sniper and basically just watches in horror yeah 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 uh, yeah um i yeah. thought it was an interesting choice with kathleen to make this like big showdown and everything um but it was also i don't know um I didn't really love Kathleen, so it just it maybe would yeah. work better if it was a if there yeah. was a better villain there. Yeah, um, and Kathleen didn't seem imposing again. Intentional choice. Um, I didn't like the fact that th yeah, this is the most flawed episode in terms of changes for me. Um, I don't like how the infected came out at the exact moment that Kathleen was about to shoot Henry, because uh, this happens twice in the same episode within a short time span. Um, in fact, it looked great. Again, we said that before, but like it's kind of a Deus Ex Machina with how well timed it is for the infected to pop out at the exact moment the Kathleen's about to confront the um our heroes over here. Mm -hmm. Um, it was like it was way too well timed, and like the way that um Kathleen is about to shoot the heroes, and then she stops, and she's like, "Oh my God, there's a clicker right behind me, isn't there?" Boom! Oh, not a clicker. Um, it was a child. It was. She, she says before, it was a clicker child. Yeah. yeah. Basically, she's like, wow, some children have to die. You don't have to kill my brother for that. And then, boop, 
karma. Um, yeah, I think that was a very, very um, kind of a step not in the right direction. Um, and I, like, I, I was kind of disappointed with Kathleen's death because, like, it was it was really cliche. Because um, I thought like everything up until then um, kind of avoided the cliche villain, um, but here it kind of kind of doesn't land mm-hmm. for me. Um, do you have anything to say about this moment in the game? Uh, this moment in the episode? Uh, no, I mean, I pretty much I think I said what I had yeah. to say. It just didn't I will say that uh, work with with the Kathleen. Yeah, I will say that Pedro does a good job again. Um, when he's looking down and like from the tower, he's actually showing complete terror. Um, and like also they got like an, a little girl acrobat. Um, who was able to do all the stuff. Mm-hmm. Um. I think it was really neat. So now we're going to be talking about the end. And also, I think it's important to notice uh, thematically um, that Joel was able to leave. That's why he looked at the bridge, but he was like, nah, I'm a fan. Yeah. And yeah. Anyways, they somehow make it out alive, which I mean, I did have to suspend my disbelief here a little bit. I mean, Pierce was like, ah, you can look over it. But I, I think it's like also. It, it, they do the same thing in the game, pretty much, where there's like this yeah. big altercation that happens because of it's because of all the shot the the sniper shots it attracts infected, mm-hmm. and there's this big altercation yeah. that they have to escape from. Um, I don't know. I I I, I think it's kind of okay because to me it's like there's enough chaos that clickers definitely aren't going to follow, and it's just a question of yeah, that doesn't make sense. The infected, I can look over this one. If yeah. the infected come after them, because obviously the humans probably aren't going to follow them either. They're kind of busy. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there, I, there's I so many it, close calls, though. I think it's like roughly okay. Clearly, uh, the close calls came back to bite them. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> oh. um, but yeah. So yeah, they they escape somehow. They kind of hole up in this motel with two connected rooms. Uh, the kids staying in one, the adults staying in the other, and and Joel yeah. has warmed up to them, and he's like, "Hey, why don't you guys just come with us?" Mm-hmm. And so they're gonna journey together, yeah. and then Sam reveals to Ellie after asking her a bunch of philosophical questions about like what happens when you die, and do you think those yeah. people are still in there when they turn into zombies or infected? Excuse me. Mm-hmm. Uh, he shows her that he's bitten. And so she cuts her skin, uh, her hand or whatever, and tries to rub her blood on it, saying her blood is special, and he gets infected anyways. And like it was, uh, He turns anyways. Or he, yeah, he turns. Um, and it turns out pretty similarly to the game. He attacks her as she's like running into the room to get the adults. And uh, Henry gets to the gun first before Joel and he's pointing it at Joel and and Joel is like not me get them and he says screw it and he goes for the gun and as he's going Henry turns and he shoots infected Sam and then he points the gun back yeah he's in shock he points the gun back at Joel he's like what did I do what did Mm -hmm. I do and he turns the gun on himself and it's this moment of abject terror from the both of them yeah. um, that I think is uh, wonderful in a really disturbing way, I guess I should yeah. say. Like, it's acted then, wonderfully yeah. in both the game and the show. 
Yeah. And then there's kind of an epilogue to this where they um they bury Sam, um, bury, bury Sam and Henry, and then Ellie is just like, all right, it's time to leave. And now the episode ends. Yeah. Um, and I think the biggest the probably one of the biggest things that me and Justin wanted so badly for them to stick to the game in the show was this episode. We wanted them so badly to cut to black after like that Henry yeah. turns the gun on himself and I wanted them to not play any music, just roll the credits, make silence. people sit in silence for you know, however long the credits last for before you turn on the like after mm-hmm. show content. Yeah. And, and it would have been so effective. So, so effective. effective. And what we got wasn't 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 the worst thing in the world. No, it's not yeah. it's not bad, but it's just like yeah. it's it's effective in the game when they cut to fall immediately after, mm-hmm. but they cut to black for a few seconds. So you yeah. have that in a show where you're not going to get more until next week would have been uh, chilling. It would have been amazing. Yeah. yeah. Um, and this was the one that aired Friday, I think, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so it would have been more than a week. Yeah. Um, so now we're going to run back the clock a little bit. Um, so the... Yeah, um, actual confession. This is the one scene that when I first watched it was the one that was hanging over my head. I'm like, since Sam's death and he's essentially just mute, like he, he can't really communicate. I was just like wondering, because this was like probably one of the most effective scenes, most memorable scenes of the game, because like mm-hmm. um, Sam was just like talking to Ellie and he's like, where do you go? Henry tells me that, you know, their souls um, kind of leave their body or something like that. And then um, and then it just doesn't I, I I was I was very very scared, but fortunately, they hammered it home. Um, with now kind of shifting the conversation into um where do they go, um into now Ellie be like I have the cure, which I I know that some people have complained about the scene by saying like Ellie seems kind of naive here. Like how did she expect that blood, someone else's blood circulating in someone else's blood, to be curing them? Um, she did work in she did go to federal school, so it, it wouldn't it wouldn't be great education that she's getting there. Um, but like, you know, it, it happens. Um, and it shows her to be very optimistic, almost to the point of naivety. Um, mm-hmm. which yeah, I, I I do think the scene um actually does work. Um the more that I've had time to mull it over, I'm like it works. Um yeah, it maybe it, it also plays into um, you know, Sam being younger at age down. Um also whoever did played Sam, awesome job. It was really good. Um, he can really act through the eyes. Um, and fun fact, it was the the guy that was doing ASL for Baby Driver. Did ASL here, like oh. an ASL coordinator? No, you know what? I I did see that actually. Yeah, no, that yeah. was really cool to see. Yeah, it's Pierce's favorite movie. One of his favorite movies. Yeah, I, I, it's really fun. It's 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 tough to watch though. It's very uh, lots of lots of lots of actors who are now pretty canceled. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a controversy all yeah. of a sudden. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, it, it was very effective for what it was. And I, again, I'm happy to get both versions because I think it was a very bold choice. Um, and they did deliver on the scene that I thought was like going to be impossible to deliver with the actor being deaf. Um, so, yeah, um, after the, the very dramatic, you know, 
the murder the, I don't want to say murder suicide because it, was, it wasn't murder it was just more like you know taking care of an way to dehumanize Sam basically taking care of the infected and then the everlasting guilt I really like how they cut to Mello's face because in the game um, it was just all um, Joel like they cut to Joel's reaction he kind of looks down and just kind of looks back up but we, we know Joel has seen you know that he's um, seen a lot of strife in his life um, and like you know that he's gonna be a hardened man, so it wouldn't be as effective as seeing someone that loses their innocence. And Bella um decides to give a short little cry of help. Um, and we hold on her face for a couple more seconds, and it's very effective. Um, very, very just like, oh. Um, and I know we wouldn't love the fact that there was kind of an epilogue or a denouement after the um suicide. Um, but it, it does kind of tie in thematically, as in like. Ellie now really, really wanted the cure. Like, she really wants it to happen. Um, yeah, because, like, she lost her friend or what she viewed as a younger brother. Um, so now she really wants the cure to happen. So, I mean, I, I would have heard what they did in episode six, but we'll get to that. Do you have any, anything else to say? No, I don't think so. I think the main thing I wanted to talk about was the, um, the, the fact that I wish they cut they cut that. Scene. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, they do that in episode six for the beginning for some reason. <laughs> it was um, a really weird opening. Yeah. So it's episode like, six, uh, it's called reason. Kin. Yeah. Yeah. So they they basically, I mean, the 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 beginning is cool, but but basically the point of the episode is that they find Tommy, right? And they yeah. talk about their future a little bit, and they foreshadow some stuff that we might see in season yeah. two or three. Um, but uh, but the main part of the ep- the main chunk of the episode is that they find Tommy uh, and and Jackson, and um, I really kind of I'm really interested to see the detail that's not in the game of. Um, Tommy's going to have a kid uh, play out yeah. in season two and three. Yeah, because that that realize. that changes some 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 stuff, some mm-hmm. some decisions that some characters make possibly. Possibly. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> no spoilers. Um, and but anyways, uh, another thing that I thought was really a good addition, especially for TV for the medium of TV is in uh, Joel going to Tommy and directly, he doesn't ever directly say like, I think that this, I'm, I think I'm starting to like get a, a new kind of daughter like relationship with Ellie. And he doesn't quite say like, like <laughs> he doesn't, and he doesn't even, well, I mean like he doesn't even really explicitly say like, I feel like I'm too close uh, Aries is a dog. Oh, I guess I'll. I guess we'll cut this. Hold on. I am having a new daughter-like relationship. Tommy, please take care of my daughters. Yeah. So he <laughs> he um he never explicitly says like, oh, you know, I. I'm getting really close to this girl. I feel like she's my, she's kind of like a daughter to me or like I'm, I'm becoming really close or whatever. Um, which she doesn't explicitly say it in the games either. So I think that's really important. Um, 
But what he does say is, I'm afraid I'm going to fail again. I fail all the time. I fail in my sleep. I failed 20 years ago. And it's still, just like in the game, Tommy inferring the relationship that's being built between Joel mm-hmm. and Ellie. It's never explicitly told to him. Yeah. Um, and I think that's really important because it shows kind of the bond between Tommy and Joel. The Tommy, or that Joel was not only able to open up to Tommy, but that Tommy, you can see him putting the pieces together. Tommy is able to understand what Joel really means when he says what he says. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Pedro Pascal was acting in that scene, just like straight like he had a couple acting. Of, uh, acting. That, that scene's going to roll on the Emmy, just real, just like, that scene was just so good. I was like getting choked up. I'm like, what would I call acting? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you, you could see like the pain that he has. And it's not, not even that. It's just like, you know, he's holding back, but he wants to say more. If it's like very apparent and like it, it's kind of like the emotional climax. It's like, you, you know, that like he was basically just like holding it all in. And this is the one time because he's very, I don't want to say he's very afraid like showing any emotion towards Ellie, but he's basically just afraid of just like, you know, letting Ellie becoming bonded again to Ellie. Yeah. And, um, and, and so. if, and he also, even at this stage of their bonding, I feel like he feels like if, you know, if I fail, if anything happens to this girl, I don't know what I'm going to do with myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It It, it is a, just one of the best scenes in the, in the entire show. Um, Yeah. And like Ellie's moment, uh, Ellie's just in this episode as well. Oh yeah, we also see um, Joel basically having these mini heart attacks. Uh, is it not mini heart attacks? What, what they're would you panic, call them? Just they're like panic attacks. Panic attack. Yeah, that's completely different. <laughs> yeah, he's not that old. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's having panic attacks every time he's he thinks he's about to lose um, his um, uh, his Ellie. Well, it's um, it's when he. I think it's it seems like to be when he's thinking about his daughter or he's thinking about like losing another daughter. like like yeah like he's getting this similar kind of bond to ellie mm-hmm. that yeah. the last time he felt he it was with his real daughter yeah um also i just love ellie's little scenes here about like living life in jackson because jackson's supposed to be this idyllic place it's supposed to be very serene um and basically the Someone comes, they have this very hardened reputation because the, the couple at the beginning is like, there are headhunters there. You better watch out. And really, it's just, it's very nice, almost a utopia. Um, and amongst the apocalypse, that um, it's just like, how did that happen? Um, it's a very small community. Um, it's very all communal and all that stuff, which is great. Um, and Ellie, um, I think some of the, the best scenes is just like the fact that Ellie is able to, um, one there's one scene in the you know the giant confrontation between them the fact that um ellie is just like one she has her own scenes um where she's in the house she gets a haircut and she basically starts asking she we actually see the scene where um ellie learns about that joel had a daughter before which i think was a very nice addition and the fact that um ellie is just seeing joel um throughout um like in the movie theater just trying to look for him so Mm -hmm. there's also that too um it also just shows that Ellie's just still a kid. She's very innocent um, in this world. Um, and I just think that's kind of... Honestly, this is a sleeper hit for like my favorite episode, to be honest. It was, it was a nice yeah. arc for both characters. 
And um, and of course we have the famous scene right at the end, um, coming up fast as as Ellie leaves the theater to go look for Joel, and mm-hmm. Joel finds her going back to the house they're staying in. Um, and he, you know she's supposed to be at the movie. He's going there. He mm-hmm. finds her. Um, and they have this this heart to heart, where uh, you know I'm pretty sure. I, with like a, a prompt to start it off, I could probably quote this scene because it's incredible um, and it's uh, very famous at this point. Um, and uh, yeah, it gets right in your, pulls right in your heartstrings. I, as with most things in this show, I do slightly prefer the version in the game, but Pedro Pascal and Bella Ramsey do still kill it it's just you know it's yeah. hard to it's hard to live up to like the memories yeah. of something that's like meant something yeah to for a long time yeah and also i could see someone in the show who watched the show first and then played the game could say the exact yeah. opposite right yeah. exactly exactly yeah um but you know after all this happens this this internal strife between them two um basically joel just basically just kind of leaves um he kind of sits on the decision for a while and he's just basically thinks about Sarah over and over again. Um, and he sees a girl that has the same haircut as Sarah and reminds her, uh, reminds him of her again. That was um, earlier. He just, but yeah. That, oh. was er- that was earlier in the episode. Okay. I'm getting a little all the, all the, all, Well, <laughs> time is li- not linear. It's a yeah. circle. Um, that was even earlier than when Joel and Tommy had the heart to heart. Oh my god, this was um, beginning, basically the beginning of Yeah, it was well it was, it was closer to the middle, but yes. Um okay, but, I can't tell time. <laughs> basically, <laughs> Joel Joel leaves that conversation. You don't even know what loss is. Uh train your daddy. He, he he leaves that conversation and he does he does sit on it, but we don't see it. Uh and after the night he gets up when he knows Tommy and Ellie are supposed to leave. And he says, like, oh, I was going to leave before, but I figured you should have the choice. Who do you want to go with? And Ellie chooses him. And they oh, go off together. On a horse. To the, to the university. For, which in the game is an entire level. But in yep. the show, it's five minutes. Yep. Yeah. Which they, they... is okay. I get it. I do feel like, like we said earlier, they could have stretched this out to be an extra bonding yeah. episode. If but... there was a moment... You know, where I'm like, yeah, this is a great time to just, you know, start an entire episode. This would be the moment. Mm-hmm. Again, just another bonding thing. Um, and Joel gets impaled here. So. Yes, there's an altercation with um, cannibals who we don't know are cannibals yet. And Joel gets impaled. Yeah. And it's, it's, I mean, the story-wise, it's basically the same as the game. It's yeah. just more believable in the show. Because in the game, I don't think anyone would survive that. Um, yeah, he falls um, off like a a, a second story rhubarb, yeah. b- uh, balcony onto rhubarb uh, that punctures yeah. through him completely, and Ellie has to pull yeah. him off it. Yeah, which uh, it's a bit of a stretch. I know in the game it's supposed to show how extreme, mm-hmm. you know, and dire the situation is, but like, right. good luck translating that to the show. No, like, yeah, it, it it completely works in a game because you're immersed. You're like you're in yeah. the world. You're playing it, but in the show, it's like, yeah, he's dead. Like this man is not, <laughs> he's not <laughs> no. not alive anymore. 
No. Um, but um, because they changed it, it's it's much more believable that he gets gets out yeah. of there. Also, the, the campus scene, or the, the campus level had probably what. Uh, now I'm the more like reminiscing about it. it probably doesn't have the um, you know, it wouldn't work in the in the show because you know, again, he's supposed to be more human. But mm. there's that one scene where I, I'm pretty sure it was in this part. Um, basically, there's a guy that um, the doc, uh, the scientist. Um, basically, this is also to show that the fireflies have left. Um, and he that's a tape recorder. Um, because yeah, um, like this guy commits suicide. And, or dies by suicide, sorry. And he gets a tape recorder and starts talking about his final moments and then Joel kind of throws it away. Um, I think that was, that was one of the more interesting and callous moments. And I don't know, that would have hardened his character a bit. Mm-hmm. I don't know, there's a lot of missing in this little five-minute chunk that I would have liked. Yeah, I, I and I think it also kind of makes sense for, for his character. He's just like, yeah. he just like goes through it really quickly to get the information yeah. and then leaves. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Also, b- before people just rewind and go like, "What was he talking about?" The weird opening in episode six. Um, it's still Henry's suicide, and I'm like, "Why do they do that?" I my conspiracy theory here is like they show Henry's suicide at the beginning. Um, just basically as a weird compromise between cutting to black, like we wanted it to happen, mm-hmm. and then um, it just like, um, and then, and then what we got in the actual episode in right. the podcast, um. Uh, they talked about it, like you know it's still in their minds and they're still thinking about it. I don't, know. I don't know, I don't know about that. I, and but I feel also, like I feel like it would have worked better if they had done the cut to black thing because then it's yeah. like it's the last thing we saw and you know we see like a flash of it happen again or whatever, and it works. I feel like it would work better that way. But but because they did what they did at the end of the last episode, I don't think it works quite as well. Yeah. Also, before we um forget, there's the the couple at the beginning, um, kind of reminded me of a Coen yeah. Brothers movie. Just like yeah, but they were funny. I I I, I kind of skipped through them because they were I didn't like they're they're funny. I don't I don't feel like they're important to the plot very much. Yeah, they were weren't. Yeah, talking about things <laughs> that are not important to the plot. Episode seven, seven yeah. So I mean, this okay. is a flashback episode. Basically, more controversy because gay. Um, <laughs> okay. people, people review bombed this episode because of course they did um, and uh, yeah basically Ellie is trying to take care of Joel Joel is like I'm not going to make it get out of here please leave um, go the get Tommy that. yeah but, but he's I mean he is basically like I guess he's not really pleading with her as much as telling her but he is like yeah. desperate trying to get her to go away um because mm-hmm. he's he thinks he's gonna die and as she's going up to the door of the basement that she's he's in she's like she has a flashback and so i imagine this whole flashback in as much detail as we see it happens in the span of a couple seconds yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. just before she gets to the door like the whole the whole episode plays in her mind um yeah but so, basically this- because we kind of already went over a plot summary. I just want to like broad strokes it real quick. Uh, this is just, we're seeing Ellie flashback to when she was still in the QZ. We're seeing the story of how she got bitten. And it turns out it's like a, it was a goodbye present from her friend who joined the fireflies out of the military. Uh, and she's, you know, the fireflies are sending her to another QZ. So she's 
taking she's taken Ellie out to the mall, which she found out has power, and they have a really fun night. They fight about ideology and and the fireflies and stuff. Vedra versus the fireflies. Yeah, and then they have they they kind of make up, and then they kind of it's like they have feelings for each other, and they're gonna they're gonna leave it all behind and run off together, and then the infected attacks. And uh, it does not go well for them. Yeah. See, okay. This is the episode where there's a large disparity between what Pierce thinks and I think. Yes. I think this is personally better than episode three for me. I think this is probably the most memorable episode for me personally. Um, I was actually shocked to see the, the reaction that most people had to this episode, or a lot of people had to this episode. I was like, what? Yeah. I, like, I wasn't. I, I anyway. thought I thought it was good. I just thought compared to the other episodes, um, I kind of I probably put it a little bit above episode four for me as just kind of like, mm. like you know, compared to the quality of the rest of the show, compared to like an average show, it's a pretty good episode. But compared to the quality of the rest of this this show, it's you know it's kind of whatever. Um, and I think a lot of that has to do with I of of course I'm going to compare it to Bill and Frank because it's a, a romance, um, kind of it's it's very different because they're kids and Bill and Frank are not. Um, this is more of a coming of age than more of a coming of age romance, yeah. Um, but in in this case, uh, I just didn't really buy in as much to the relationship between um, Ellie and Riley from the from the get go. Um, I believed in a couple of scenes between Bill and Frank that they were warming up to each other and they were going to get along and they had a lot of chemistry. And I, I don't know, something about like the way Ellie and Riley treated each was other. The chemistry? Was, yeah, the chemistry. Yeah, the chemistry. Was lacking. It was kind of, it was kind of off for the first couple of scenes and that made it harder for me to get into the episode. Um, I think that had a lot to do with it. Maybe watching it a second time, I would, I would like it a little bit better but i still don't imagine it would be one of my favorite episodes of the season because it comes to me and the, the reason the reason i say watching it a second time i feel like i might like it a little bit better is because i do feel like it picks up and the latter half is great yeah. and i'm happy that people connect with this episode I'm, I'm glad to hear that um i wouldn't you know i wouldn't rather have something else because i recognize it's still good and i love that people are connecting with it but it's just not wasn't something that I wasn't an episode I yeah. loved. Yeah, um, I've I've seen people complain about the placement of this episode because it ends right out of the cliffhanger from the last mm -hmm. episode, um, and the fact that the flashback episode kind of stalls the momentum a bit um, because episode three had the excuse of just like, you know, it it, it kind of plot didn't kickstart yet. Uh, it was it wasn't like into after the midpoint into high gear. Um, episode seven. Um, uh, it starts abruptly after the cliffhanger and goes back in time. I've seen people suggest like because um, it was a DLC and most people didn't play the the DLC um, at the time of release, and so it wasn't quote unquote essential to the story. Basically, it was just like um, from they, they played The Last of Us all the way from episode one, sans um, uh, one to nine, sans episode seven, and they they played it after and they thought it paced it better. I haven't played it like that. I've only played um, Last of Us all the way through and then played the DLC afterwards, and I thought it worked excellently because I felt those emotions, and I felt those emotions in this episode as well. Um, I've seen also people say, like, you know, maybe this episode could have been 
place somewhere else. We, maybe we could have cut up the flashbacks and like distributed them kind of like throughout the rest of the episode. Maybe like replacing the cold open. I don't know how I feel about that. Um, either or, I, I I just I don't I don't know. For some reason, I love this episode because um, one, it was like almost a one to one recreation of the game. It was very it was very faithful. The, the production design, the way that they recreated the mall, absolutely amazing. I, I could not have done it any better, obviously. And it was like it was amazing to see like how they faithfully, meticulously like recreated every single scene. It was just amazing. Um, I'll say probably the one thing that I would complain about is like they changed the the game that they play instead of the um, Mortal Kombat two the the fake version of it as in like through Ellie's imagination, which I liked because you know it showed that Ellie had an imagination. Mm-hmm. Um, here it showed that um, you know maybe they have a couple quarters on hand and that you know maybe that uh Riley prepared it better. I don't know, but that's a minor nitpick. They also didn't have the water gun fight, which. You know, played that to get that trophy. I don't think you guys are really complaining. I don't know. <laughs> I think this. I think, for me personally, the coming of age aspect really gets to me. Also, Bell's acting at the end of the episode. They those cries seem very genuine. Um, it was very haunting to actually watch like a child just like scream in terror. Um, I mean, I was in tears at the end of that that game, but like I was like almost sobbing throughout the entire episode because one. There's some dramatic irony. This is the first time we've seen Bella, or I mean Ellie, just like actually be kind of happy throughout. Um, and like we haven't seen that emotion in a while. As in like, yeah, and like seeing her just like wonderful joy at like and curiosity at the fact that this mall exists, it just warms my heart. Um, and then to see that taken away at the end, it, it broke me a little bit. Yeah, I'll say that, but I don't know. Um, I, I love this episode. I think this episode stands on its own better than episode three. Because um, one, it also ties directly into the character. It doesn't tie thematically where you have to like kick. Um, like just to see kind of abstra- tangentially just relates to Joel's motivation. So, yeah. Um, I don't know. Do you have any, <laughs> do you have anything to say about that? Um, like I just, yeah, I don't know. It just wasn't one of my, one of my favorite episodes. Yeah. Again, I like. I'm glad people liked it, and that's that's fine. But okay, there are people like me that love this episode. But uh, that I really enjoyed, yeah, episode eight when we are in need. So this covers David. Um, he so David, who we've kind of already announced is is a big big time cannibal. Um, yeah. He is kind of some people have issues with this, I know, but he is kind of a a foil to Joel. Um, the issue that I've heard people take with it is that um, David is a creep and wants to is wants to take on that pr- protector role as like a lover to Ellie, and he's a creepy weirdo. Um, and that Joel is taking it on as a father role. And while I agree, it's not the same. And I have heard people like, like say, like Troy Baker, like the original voice actor of Joel, make it sound like the foil is really tight, and it's like they're they're like two sides of the same coin. Uh, Troy Baker might be really bad at media analysis, possibly, because <laughs> I've literally heard him say something along those lines. Um, 
Well, 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 I agree. Well, I agree. It's not to that extent. It is still a foil in that they both mm-hmm. do want to take care of Ellie and they both do. Um, uh, David is kind of a, a person who is almost like abusing the power that like mm-hmm. love brings that, that, mm-hmm. that authority brings that the, that the, you know, Joel could have gone down this road outside of the creepy, like sexual stuff. Yeah, he, like he's that, you know that he was, was never f- in him. He was feared in the uh, quarantine zone. Like he yeah. he had the power and the ability to really like, if he wanted to, he could have been a leader of any type. Um, mm-hmm. But he wasn't, um, and so it's kind of like a like a the type of people that like power attracts um, and then like the, there's the love aspect and that's what really makes them a foil to one another. Um, this like creepy love that co- the reason I bring up the, the power attracts at like theme aspect of it is because I think it like more defines how, how they're kind of a foil to one another mm-hmm. in that David and his love is, is, entirely different from Joel because he's kind of a, a different kind of person who's been attracted by this like post-apocalypse world to a different position. Anyway. Yeah. yeah me trying to ramble yeah. to get through that. Yeah. That. Um, they, they do make David to be more of a creep in this episode. I don't, I, I do have fond memories of this, um, this part of the, the game. I, I, I never, I, I mean, I know it was kind of hinted at, but, David, the game version of David was a uh, had an attraction towards minors. Here, it, it was very, very overt. Um, I, very. I don't know. I felt like it was just as overt. Um, I think the thing that made it more creepy was that we got some more backstory on David that he was mm-hmm. a school teacher before the apocalypse. Probably not for the right reasons. Yeah. Um, so that, that made it worse, but I, the only scene that I can remember off the top of my head is in both the show and the game where he like caresses her hand and she goes, Oh, "Oh." and then she breaks his fingers and that happens in both. And I, and I, you know, even when I was 13 years old playing the game, I remember thinking like, Oh, he's, he's a creep. I, I, I get it now. Oh. Yeah, I can't believe it's that. Yeah, wow, jeez. Uh, apparently, apparently, there's like a decent number of people who missed it, but I, but I remember from the beginning being like, "Whoa, hey yo, yeah, they'll do it." Yeah, yo, yo, slow down a little bit, buddy. Whoa, oh yeah. no, not slow down. You might want to just stop. Yeah, stop, stop. Don't <laughs> just slow down. Get out of yeah. here. Slow down to hit reverse. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Well, basically, I, I think, um. They didn't feel any affected here either. Um, basically, they supplant the the fact that um, David was teaming up with Ellie to fight the infected with a conversation, um, which that's how you get the information there, which I think works in the show. Uh, it, again, just like we said before, it kind of detracts away from the infected, the threat of the infected. Yeah. But um, yeah, it 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 works because it's very more subtle. It's creepy. You can see Bella kind of leaning in and just like being enamored by his conversation. And once he says, "Yeah, right. you know, there, there's this guy that was coming with a little girl," like, oh, he tense up. It's like, oh, yeah, I forgot. 
And and um, I think it's I think it's interesting. It's something I think you just mentioned. It. It's something they mentioned in the podcast where they were like, "It's." I, they didn't say this part, but to me, it's not really trust. Like she doesn't trust him. It's just she's a kid. She's a little naive. She's like, he's like telling her about himself and about like what he did before the outbreak and all that. And mm-hmm. uh, and she's interested. She wants to know. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. It was um very sinister. Um, like props to the the actor that um made that really creepy. Um. Yeah, and I I don't know if you also saw the beginning, um, the very beginning where basically David is giving his recital of the speech in the Bible. Um, also, I just want to clear up: he's not a Christian. He's just basically using the words of the Bible to yeah. um, distort and pervert the words of God, and just basically having a cult around him. I, I know there again, there's one certain actor from The Office that's basically just like, wow, anti-Christian bias. He's not a Christian. Well, yeah. I'll say that he's trying to form a cult around him. It's it's about it's about the kind of things that power like it's about the kind of people that power structures attract. If anything, it's about it's against people who abuse Christianity because there's a yeah. power structure around it. And if I mean, if you take offense to that, I, I guess you can. Like, <laughs> I yeah. suppose. Go for it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or was I? Oh, yeah. Basically, I don't know if you picked up, but basically there's that woman that was um talking about like can we bury my father and then david was like no no but the ground's not cold yeah yeah they drop hints that like they're eating her father basically the whole time and and it seems like most people know but nobody yeah because they're when everyone's eating um they're all shown to be very robotic not zombie like like mm. basically you hear the scrapes and the glass just like going at it. Um, very unsettling, very subtly unsettling. You don't know why. And then you see David just eating a whole meal. I wonder why. Like a heaping um, then, portion. Yeah. yeah. He's kind of, you know, kind of selfish. And then they're also um talking about how they're low on meat and then everyone's eating meat. And then he brings in a deer. And it's like, oh, I thought they were eating venison. I wonder why. It's because he's a cannibal and eating people. Not not very nice. Yep. Um yeah. So, so how does Joel fit in this episode? Well, the thing is, um, he, this was my weird complaint. I I, I kind of walked this back, but I was like, wow, one shot of penicillin really makes Joel go from essentially comatose, not comatose, but you know, basically bedridden to base to just a killing machine. Not essentially at one hundred percent, but he's able to overpower a lot of people, um, which. Again, I can buy, I can lean into it now. I, I, I've walked this back where he's basically just like, there's a lot of adrenaline going through him. So he's just yeah. going through everyone, mowing and, everyone down. And and I, I brought this up to you. I think like the thing that they're kind of going for is the like um, hysterical strength kind of a thing, which I know yeah. is disputed. But in, in fiction, I think it works. Like it's something that like yeah. we could imagine hysterical strength, which is yeah. if you don't know, it's like, the story of the mother in a mother moment bear. of like being very upset pulls the car off of their like kid or whatever. And it like, regardless of how much it hurts their body, they do it anyways, because that it would be more yeah. painful to them to lose the kid than to lift mm-hmm. up that car and hurt themselves. Yeah. Also, Joel was scary in this episode. He's just like, after killing the first guy, um, you know, it very much elongates on that and shows how brutal it is and you know how he's basically just 
um, withering away. He yep. then goes does the, the, same the torture to scene is straight from the game. It's yeah. perfect, exactly the way it is. Didn't need to be changed, and it um, wasn't changed. Yep, not 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 particularly. Nope. Yeah, uh, it shows how brutal Joel can be, and I'm wanting to find out where Ellie is. And, and again, it's showing how much Joel is now super attached to Ellie. Um, he can he can walk back, but you know, he, Ellie has saved Joel's life, and now um, he views her. Uh, um, not a replacement of the daughter, like you said, just like, you know, not a daughter replacement, just another child that he's yeah. able to protect. Yeah. Um, and it's brutal because he, he does not hold back and he does not show mercy. And I'm like, oh, oh my, he's going for it. Um, yeah. And then we, we see Ellie um, actually just fighting back um, in the cage because she's in a cage now. Um, and they're about to eat her up um, after having, having some really very vitriolic back and forth with about David. Eat her up. Yeah, but he's but she's able with her quick wit say I'm infected, and basically that distracts them long enough to kill Troy Baker. Um, yeah. Very and, fitting name, actually. Yeah, and she she fights back against David, and there's this whole scene. Yeah, yeah uh, fire. Very very good scene. She very gets scene. she gets she gets the upper hand. Um, yeah. it seems like, and then he gets yeah. the upper hand back, and it seems like he's going to do, um, nothing, a really, really, good. really bad thing to her. Uh, there's an implication there, but we are a family friendly podcast. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. After doing that, he slashes her face in many times. Yeah. She with she, a, she, with a she, knife. She, yeah, she grabs the the cleaver that he had, and then just like starts attacking yeah. his face for some reason i was sobbing during this part not because you know i was like scared but like because of like this is the moment where ellie loses her innocence um, yeah like if, if anything was before this is now it's basically she's traumatized and i just felt so bad and like i'm just a hugger it was like no yeah um, and and, it, and... It, it sticks on the scene for a while like you think it's about to end but it just keeps on going and then the change that i really do like is that um, Joel does not come in and rescue her. Ellie walks out, and and, and instead of Joel physically saving her, um, Ellie looks towards Joel, and they hug and embrace, and now Joel emotionally saves her. Yeah. Calls her the baby girl, his baby girl. The watch is in frame, which is all. And that's what ends. Yeah. Um, I actually liked slightly more that he when he made it into it because it's the same effect like he still saves her emotionally mm -hmm. instead of physically because she's already done it in both situations i think that i, I like the change because ellie um can survive in the apocalypse basically mm -hmm. she can she can survive on her own she can um she doesn't need joel anymore but they're bonded to each other because they um, compliment each other emotionally like that. So that's why I personally like it, but I, I guess it takes away agency from Joel. Yeah. Either or. I think either is fine. But, yeah, so that's that. And then I guess we'll go to the final episode, which which pairs with the title of the last episode, of the first episode, When You're Lost in the Darkness, and then the last episode, Look for the Light. Um, I noticed that. Oh. Yep. Look at that. And so basically we cut to spring. Spring has sprung. They're in Salt Lake. Um, and Joel is being very friendly and he's like, Hey, do you want to play a board game? I'm going to teach you how to play guitar. I'll sing for you when this is all over promise. 
Um, and she's acting very aloof because she's she just she killed a man oh, and she's dealing with it emotionally. Yeah. Um, and then they see a giraffe, and it's a real giraffe, but the background looks wonky. So people thought it was because a the lighting. Giraffe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's still a great scene, just as it is in the game. They basically stand there for a moment, a beat. And then they start talking, and Joel says, you know, we can turn around. Like, we don't have to do this. And Ellie says, you know, it can't be for nothing. After everything we've been through, everything I've done, we have to finish it. There's no half measures. Um, which, to me, implies kind of that she has some idea of like this could go very badly for us i don't know if she knows what is actually going to be required of her too i i don't i don't know if she knows what's actually going to be fully required of her but she knows i think she she thinks that something something might be up there might be something that like is not Mm -hmm. what they think is going to happen yeah um oh we also made this also as the last cold open with oh yeah Ashley Johnson yeah. Oh, yeah we skipped over that because it's not I forgot it because it's not in the game yeah I forgot it in the game yeah um but, but yeah a little bit of a flashback Ashley Johnson who plays Ellie in the game plays Ellie's mom and basically the the whole point is that we get a connection between Marlene and Ellie because Marlene and Anne are Anne Anna Anna um Marlene and Ellie's mom are friends. Um, and so she's the one to find her, but Anna, right? Anne. It's Anna. It's Anne. It's Anne. It's Anne. Okay. Ellie's yeah. mom is running away from an infected and she kind of hides in the, in a house and then the infected breaks in and she pulls out a switchblade, which is Ellie's switchblade. And, mm-hmm. um, just as she's going into labor, it breaks in and it bites her on the thigh and, mm-hmm. She stabs it in the head. Um, and then she immediately gives birth. It just pops out. Yeah. Kind of little, little, I think it might be a little unrealistic because her water had just broken like five seconds before that. Mm. But, but I, I guess, I guess I could imagine it might be possible. I don't know. I'm not a doctor, but yeah. In my head, I was like, "That feels a little, little unrealistic." Convenient, yeah. But she she cuts the cord, and um, the implication I feel is that the reason she's immune is because when her mom got bit, uh, the cord was not cut, so they were still connected. But the infection didn't quite take hold, so Ellie mm-hmm. was fine and she was immune, but. Um, her mom unfortunately was infected and Marlene had to kill her. Yeah, didn't even cover the baby's ears like she requested. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. The, the, her soldier <laughs> that she yeah. brought with her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but Marlene um, trusts, uh, is, you know, she's a firefly. And I'm guessing the implication is that they, Anne was too, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and then basically they know each other their whole lives and. And entrust Ellie to her, and Marlene kind of takes a maternal role um, as much as she can. Basically, gives her to the enemy, 
gives her to Fedra to make sure that she's safe and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, and makes a promise, I will not let the child die. Well, uh, before we rudely interrupted ourselves to go back in time, we're now at the well, now, where... Af- well, after the giraffe scene, Joel opens up to Ellie about how he tried to take his own life following mm-hmm. what happened with Sarah. Uh, and I found, out, I found out later that apparently... Neil Druckmann said this is the first person who he's telling it to. We can imagine that Tommy maybe knows, like he figured it out mm-hmm. on his own, but Neil Druckmann said this is the first person. Ellie is the first person he is telling this to. And so he's basically like opening up to her and showing her how much he cares because Ellie mm-hmm. doesn't realize it to this point because she's a kid. Kids don't recognize that like parental parental love. As as mm-hmm. as easily as you do when you get a little bit older, yeah. And um, <clears throat> he's opening up to her, and like you like you said, it wasn't time that did it. it wasn't time that healed the wound. They're um, saying I love you without saying I love you. Yeah. Oh. Oh. And then as they're walking away, they get attacked by the fireflies and taken in, and then uh, the rest happens where. Yeah, the fireflies are like Joel wakes up and the fire and Marlene is like, "Yo, Joel, we got to we got to kill her to to make the cure. Yeah. Have to. Like it's the only chance." And he's like, yeah. "No, find someone else." And Marlene is like, "I ain't got time for this." Yeah, I ain't got time for this. Yeah. And I like in the in the show as a, an offer of goodwill, she goes, "Take him Take him out. Give him his stuff at the highway. If he tries anything, shoot him. When you get to the highway, give him this. And she hands the soldier or the the oh. firefly Ellie's switchblade as a memorabilia for him, which is not That's something that happens in the game. It, it feels like a really like an act of goodwill. Like I also really care about Ellie, and I I understand what you're going through right now. Like it seems like you guys really bonded, and so. Here's this. Um, of course, Joel gets halfway down the stairs and he turns around and he he goes Papa Bear mode once again right after last yeah. episode. And he takes out essentially the whole hospital. Pretty much everyone. Yeah. I think he leaves... Except at, the two nurses. Right. As far as we know, the only people we saw not dead on screen or there was a third person actually um everyone he ran into died yeah except for those two nurses yeah um, um and, and especially that important that he killed the doctor yes and they linger the camera lingers on the doctor as he's leaving with ellie who yeah. he had the nurses unhook um yeah and uh so yeah he gets out with with ellie marlene is there waiting for him and for a moment, it seems like Marlene convinced him to leave Ellie um, because we get Marlene says something like it's one of her arguments. It's like, it's like, what would what would she choose or something? Something she says yeah. that you can't save her because it's going to cruel world out there. Right. The world's cruel enough. Just yeah. Back off. Yeah. And, and, and there, there's there seems to be a moment of like resolve on joel's face resolve in that like i guess not resolve resolve is not the right word 
um, a moment of like he's considering it, and then we cut to him in the car. He's driving away. The camera's just pointing at him. We cut back, or actually it pans back, and we see that Ellie is in the back seat actually. And then it cuts back, and uh, Joel shot Marlene, and then puts Ellie yeah. in the car, and she says, "Wait, you don't have to do this." But he comes back and he goes, "You just come after her," and he finishes the job brutal yeah so this hospital scene to anyone who has not played the game and is joining us just after you know you've just watched the show or whatever um i will this is a big enough franchise at this point popular enough uh this will probably be talked about for a long time after today and it's been talked about since it happened for the first time 10 years ago yeah um so you know get ready you're in the discourse now welcome welcome yeah um did joel do the right thing yeah did joel do the no. right thing but would you have done the same thing yeah uh i i think the important thing is is to think because a lot of people will bring up a lot of different details like was the cure possible? That's one I hear get thrown around a lot. And it makes sense to think about that. I think that that's fair to consider. Um, but what I think is is not right about that is that's not what Joel's decision was. The creator has said, and it's pretty clear in the text of the show, that Joel thinks the cure is possible. And so he is choosing Ellie, his yeah. surrogate daughter, over a cure that's the decision yeah. that he is making he's not doing extra mm-hmm. calculus about whether or not it's possible or whether or not the fireflies are good people and i think that again i want to i want to preface this i think that is fine to consider and to think about in the whole calculus mm-hmm. of you know the the show and the game and mm-hmm. the series but that is not the decision joel made because that is not what joel yeah. was thinking about no. Um, yeah. And one comment I get to see thrown around everywhere is like, the world took um, everything from Joel. So now Joel takes everything from the world. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, and I, I think it's also important to mention that like, there are people all over this debate. I, now I'm now I'm just speaking to the people who are, who are new to this community. There are people all over this debate, all over the spectrum. There are very few people who dislike Joel because of what he did. Mm-hmm. Um, Everyone understands him. Ev- yeah. Yeah. 99% of people understand why he did it, even if they think that he was wrong for making that choice based on what he believed. Um, and that that's really the point of The Last of Us. It's this this understanding, this empathy. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. And how love conquers all, and that's not always a good thing. Yep. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we love Joel, and um, lots of. I'm not gonna say what I would do. I think that you know that's really personal yeah. to you. Like, yeah. Would you go? Th- would you go through with what Joel did? But I think the important thing is that we all 100% understand why he did it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and we could talk about the ending as like the epilogue to this, because I also yeah. think that's really important. Um, so basically, as of driving the car, Joel obviously starts 
spouting a bunch of lies. It's like <laughs> the story doesn't add up. He's just like, oh, yeah, um, there are a lot of people like you. Uh, we don't actually know that for sure in the show. In the game, maybe there are. I don't know. In the game, okay, so this this is another thing I've seen thrown around. In the game, there is there's a thing where they're talking about like being able to replicate immunity in animals and like being able to replicate that, but I don't I'm pretty I'd have to take another look at it. I remember doing a lot of searching around because I thought there was a collectible yeah. that said immunity existed in humans. Like besides Ellie, I could not find it. I do not think it exists. I remember distinctly watching a video like right after the game came out where mm -hmm. someone said it did, and I think that's where it comes from, if I'm being honest. Mm -hmm. I think that we all Mandela affected ourselves into thinking that yeah. there's a collectible in the game that says there yeah. are more affected people, but there's not. Um she's the only infected person as far as we know in universe. Yeah. Um so basically, Joel's like, "Yeah, uh, there are a lot of people like you. They they didn't give back your clothes. Oh, they're raiders. They're raiders. Everyone died. Don't look, start looking for them." Yeah, and then it, it's definitely less of a watertight lie in the show than in the game. Like it's it's not water watertight <laughs> in the game either, but like it feels like he's making it up on the spot in the show. Yeah, I don't think Joel's a good liar. No, no, but. Yeah, after they got off, and this is almost one for one in the game. Um, basically, after they arrive wherever, um, basically um, Joel, uh, Ellie is able to get her clothes back. I don't know where. I well, they stole some. Yeah, or stole, oh, they stole some. They, okay, they, they they looted some from whatever. Okay, that fit her perfectly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I see Jackson. Um, well, at, while they're going to Jackson, Joel is basically like. Yeah, um, you would have liked Sarah. Sarah was, you know, you're funny. Sarah would have gotten along with you. And Ellie's still contemplating about it. She's she she doesn't know whether to believe Joel. Well, she knows that Joel's kind of lying. Um, but at the end, um, Ellie is just saying, "I killed um, someone. I, I killed something about like she her really emphatically just saying." You mentioned Riley's Riley's yeah name She's like all the people who died and and everything i went through everything we went through together i need you to like swear to me that it's all yeah. true because you know otherwise you 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 took this away after everything we went through to get to it mm -hmm. and then joel's like okay and then ellie in a long pause and she's like you know choosing the um, whether or not she wants to be, believe the lie, she ultimately says, "Okay, dash yeah. to black." Yeah, music. And he now, said, yeah, he's like, "I swear." Yeah, I swear. Um, great. Yeah, ending. no, it's it is great. Uh, I especially really love like these last couple of episodes. Um, obviously, especially kind of the end of the university thing, and especially this episode, the beginning and the end. I remember seeing online people who don't like the show talking about Pedro Pascal being kind of flat in the show. I completely disagree. There is a clear there is a clear difference between the Joel we see acting just going like total dad mode in the last like in this last walk where he's talking about oh he's like uh oh Sarah was Sarah was funny. Not not to say you're not funny. <laughs> like like that kind of yeah. a thing, like total like dad humor and and comment. Yeah, 
from that he's a completely different person from who he was in episode one and two. Uh, yeah. And you can really tell like what he's feeling just from the rhythm of his speech, the way that he's talking to her, his tone, mm-hmm. uh, what he's saying, obviously like it's he's yeah. Pedro Pascal is really great. Yeah. Also, I mean, so far at the time recording, pretty good human being. Yeah. Like one of the few celebrities. I'm like, yeah. Um, but yeah, episode nine. All right. Well, let's review the episode before we like, you know, kind of wrap up mm-hmm. our thoughts. I know the big complaint. I was like, music. Yes. Uh, you posted a TikTok okay. about this and it got like and almost a thousand true. views and like five likes. Five likes. <laughs> also on our TikTok, by the way, at not just any pod. Yeah. Um, so basically, the one directorial choice I com- I didn't find myself agreeing with, and this is kind of the difference between mediums. I don't know if they tried to translate this correctly. I don't even know how you played it. So basically, um, after Joel makes his decision to shoot down the hospital, tragic music plays and drowns out the sound. And I pierce, um, like you know how I interpreted initially uh, was basically like it's just talking about how this decision was. Um, bad, uh, not wrong, but like you know, him killing everyone, it's sad, and like th- this heartbreak from the decision to like start killing people. And um, I, I don't know, I, I said it was like, wow, this is just telling you that it's wrong, and then how it's throwing away the cure. And what I don't know, what was your reaction or your interpretation? It was, um, I didn't really feel that way. I felt like it was, um, how do I want to put this? I felt like it was really not the music kind of like helped to fade everything into the background, right? Mm. Like the only thing you could hear was the music. And so it was kind of a callback to like Joel freaking out and not knowing what to do Mm -hmm. in moments where Ellie was in danger. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it made his action really stand out. Um, and it, I don't think it was making a moral judgment outside of the fact that he was killing a bunch of people to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, his action and his decision was the thing that stood out the most. And it was that was I mean, that's the point of the this whole scene, his his decision. Yeah. Um, and so I think like just in translating it from the game, like they had to make a decision of how to do it. And I felt like this was a pretty good decision i was watching the last episode i didn't watch the whole season with this person but i watched the last episode with someone who'd never played the game before and you know she she she's one of the people who like talk a little bit during media and so Mm. she didn't talk a lot but she made like minor comments here or there but once we got to the hospital she was silent the whole time it was really effective for her i could tell um Mm -hmm. and so that's kind of like you know, I feel like we're kind of looking at it from from people who played the games, you know, people. Mm-hmm. Who... See, when I play the game, uh, and this is the difference between mediums, like I there's no way for you to recreate this. Um, basically, when I played the game um, after Joel shoots the guy, I'm like, oh, well, I didn't expect that. And then it cuts to like, oh, this is a level. And I, I don't know what to think at the time. I was like, wow, why are they going to kill Ellie like that? And then you actually have to play as Joel. I was like. I don't want to hurt anybody. And now everyone's coming after me. And every time I was going through the level, I was like, oh my God, I'm killing these people that are, they want to do the right thing in my eyes. I'm like, oh no, oh no, what am I doing? And mm-hmm. I tried to do it as non lethally as possible. That was not possible because I 
after like killing people. I felt really bad. And then when we got to the doctor, uh, when we got to the surgical room, you I, also I get the best gun in the game at that at that point. Was it the flamethrower? I don't even know. No, no, the the like assault rifle, the like M4, oh, or whatever. Yeah, like one of the best guns in the game, and you're like, I'm yeah. gonna not use this. Yeah, I was I was trying so hard to refrain from it because I just saw these people. Now I I know that the fireflies are very um not maybe the right most righteous people, but like they were they did something they were believing in. The vaccine, whether you like it or not, is a very noble thing to um create. And um I, I love how the game treats this as another level. It's not, you know, what I took a plane with it's not playing tragic music. It's treating it as another level. And it's up to you to decide if you want to do this non lethally or if you think this is wrong or right and you want to start killing everyone. Um that's the thing that I'm like, I don't know how they're gonna treat this as a morally unambiguous thing. And well, then so, once you get to the So what what you're saying I do get it, but it also kind mm -hmm. of doesn't completely match up for me because I think this this big epic moment where they play music in the background in the game is after he picks up Ellie and is running. And yeah. it's, I remember it being this yeah. like very epic. Yeah, no, it was that, yeah. So yeah. it, I do get it, but I also don't think that they could have they. I don't think it would There's have no worked way. if yeah. they played this like epic music in the background of that whole hospital level. You know. Yeah. So I think it's just yeah. a question of of mediums, like like we were yeah. saying. Yeah, especially apparent and the difference between mediums is like there's this one doctor at the end. Um, again, very important doctor. They make you kill him, um, but I really didn't want to do it because I'm like a brain surgeon. There's not many of those in the apocalypse because they were all in the hospital when that happened. I'm like, oh no. So um, I tried to get through him and I, I couldn't do it. So um, when you go up to him, I thought he, Joel was gonna push this guy out of the way, press triangle. He grabs a scalpel and stabs him in the neck. I'm like, oh my god, he just killed someone like that brutally. It takes away the agency from the player in a very good way, as in to like shock them. And he takes Ellie, and he, I'm still like, I understand what's happening. I don't, I don't, I don't like how it's going down. And he picks up Ellie, goes down the hospital, calls her baby girl, all that stuff. And yeah. again, it's just the same. Um, I don't know. And, it was just and, very and shocking. This, this again, I think is a question of of mediums as well, because in the game, that's super shocking because it's not what you expect Joel to do. It's yeah. taking that you want to make a decision on how to best approach this mm -hmm. this confrontation, kind of like you've been able to do the entire game, like you've been able to stealth or shoot or you know what, yeah. however you wanted to do it, uh, or melee. Um, and then you get here and it's like, okay, well, this guy's not attacking me. I should just be able to like walk around him, right? And then yeah. Joel, instead of even just like knocking him out, he brutally kills this guy by taking his own scalpel out of his hand. But in the show, yeah. we've just had a montage of Joel being very violent and and, and killing yeah. people. And so when he gets into the operation room and he just like he looks at him. And he's like, he's, yeah. I forget exactly what he says, but it amounts to like, get out of my way. Like, help me get her up. Um, and he just, he doesn't even think about it. There's, you can see his face. There's no thoughts. He just cold blooded yeah. shoots him. Yeah. It would not make sense for uh, Petra Pascal to walk up to him with the gun. I'm like, I don't want to do this and stab him. So, mm -hmm. yeah, like, that makes more sense for the show. Um, yeah. So, I don't know. I feel like, I, I, yeah, I just found it a little bit stronger in the game. Mm -hmm. And 
I think that kind of wraps up. Thing. I don't want to give my opinion on what I would be doing because I don't know. I mean, you saw how I tried to play this, so I've been trying to give hints as to like what I was trying to do. And and, uh, and we can also, I feel like if we if we talk about what we would prefer to do over just like did we prefer the game version more or the other version, it's kind of getting into the weeds a little bit because like this episode's we're probably, long enough. We're pro- yeah, that too. And we're also we're probably not going to get another version of this. Like these are the versions we have to live with. You yeah. Know? So these the VR version, the VR adaptation. I would honestly, I would love to get a VR adaptation of like every good game for the last like 30 years or whatever that's possible make that happen that's possible not obviously you don't need to turn like a 2d game into a vr anyways not the point uh but yeah last of us part one season one um part one is, a perfect... is announced yes part one the video game is a perfect 10 out of 10 for me it's it's um not a super innovative game in terms of gameplay or anything, but I think it is okay. um, the story transcends basically. Yeah. And the performances it really add to that. Mm-hmm. Um, the show for me, probably like an eight and a half or a nine out of 10. Okay. I, I could very easily see somebody giving it a 10. And I don't like, obviously, a nine is great. Like, I don't want anyone yeah. to be like, oh, it's, you know, you just, I, I loved it still. It was, it was really good. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking forward to season two. But it's just, uh, you know, it's, I played the game first. I could definitely see someone watching the show first, give it like thinking, oh, that was amazing, and giving that a 10. And then going over to the game and being like, oh, I liked the way Pedro Pascal did this a little bit better. So yeah. it, it might just be a, coming a, with a certain bias, yeah. right? It might just be a bias of like, this is the version of the story that I experienced and lived with for years before mm-hmm. this came along. Yeah. My take on it. Um, game, very strong nine out of 10. I'm looking to replay it. It could be bumped to a 10 out of 10 because it's coming out to PC. Thanks to the show kind of mm-hmm. losing popularity. Um, great game. Um, and if you're going to adapt a game into a television show, this is it. Cause like this tried to recreate, not recreate but like make it a very cinematic game and it translated it very well um to the show which i i i, I like it a little bit less than pierce i'm giving it around a seven or eight probably probably an eight um that's I just, why i kind of that's why i kind of did eight and a half because i was like i don't yeah. i don't think it's super a nine thanks I could, I could go down yeah thanks kathleen i could probably go down to an eight i don't, I don't know yeah it's it's still yeah. very good on, in terms yeah. of TV shows. And a few of the episodes really do, I would yeah, say, yeah. send the quality, the like eight out of 10 to be yeah, like nine yeah. or even a 10 out of 10. Um, but the the show in total is is it's it's not perfect. Yeah, um, for me, again, not enough time. I think this is kind of the main complaint. Not enough, not like. They need to be one or two more episodes. That was the main complaint. That was like that's just across everyone. And it's not as big of a detriment as you know as people are making out to be. It's like you know, it's too short. It's just like they could have been one or two more episodes. I mean, it's yeah. a fair criticism. Um, or the episodes could have been longer. There are definitely fair criticisms of this series. What yeah. I will warn people who are just getting into it is: be careful. There are people who just hate this series. They there are a lot of people who loved the first game and have just 
their emotions are running wild and they now hate yeah. this series. There were people like Yeah. There were people in the 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 Last of Us 2 subreddit who were like praying on the show's downfall because they didn't yeah. like they didn't like the the series anymore cuz part 2 yeah. they didn't enjoy yeah. as much. Yeah. It's very it's very sad life these people live, these haters. Yeah. <laughs> but, okay. If you think that you're, you know, very low on the social ladder, just be glad that you're not, you know, sub to r slash last of us two. Yeah, just be yeah, glad we, we you live with it. Just be glad you don't spend your time hating for no reason. Yeah. Or making, making death faking death threats. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Oh. Be glad um, you spend your time talking and thinking watching our podcast and talking and thinking and listening to a podcast about things you enjoy instead of things that yeah. you hate main criticism number two i think this is also kind of universal and this is one kind of agree with um lack of impact in the second half just like yeah it's a fair criticism it it it, it, uh, it made it overcorrect threat, itself yes it made that threat kind of fade into the background and like in yeah. totality yes We've seen the infected. We know they're dangerous, but having them in a little bit of of the the last few episodes, I think, would have been great. I, I I I think it honestly would have been really good to maybe extend this last episode a little bit more and maybe yeah, have an infected encounter in it because that is what leads into uh, Joel and Ellie getting ambushed and being taken to the hospital. They're actually getting away from some infected, and they. Fall in some water and stuff, and some other yeah. stuff. Happens. But yeah, I think it would have been good to have in one of these mm -hmm. last couple episodes. Yeah, uh, they they do try to cheat with the um, as in like I know you're supposed to bond with Ellie. This is like a twofer. Like you're supposed to bond with Ellie because she kind of helps you in combat. Um, she gives you pointers. Um, not with the just the fact that the hunters and they kind of try to have a shortcut with the pun book. Not much of an impact for me personally, but like I mean, it's there. And Bella and Ramsey, Bella Ramsey and Patrick Pascal haunted. Third main criticism is that um seems like every episode kind of revolved around people teaching Joel a lesson about love. And I know that was kind of in the game, but it was like made way more blunt in the show. And it's kind of weird to say that the game is more subtle in the show. And like teaching Joel a lesson about how love um can corrupt not kind of corrupt you, but like how you need to persevere through love or something like that how important love is and how yeah. love can be can can help you can like fix yeah. you in the, the apocalypse yeah yeah um, um very blunt in the show but i mean yeah. some people like the themes very overt um sometimes i do um i know i like to be told what to think but yeah. in, in the game it's just it's very it's very, it's more subtle and it's more tasteful like the the thing is, I, I I a lot of these criticisms do come from a really good place, but I think people take them too far. Is is my issue with yeah. it? Um, I think one criticism that I've heard that I actually kind of agree with is that the show could have benefited from a couple more episodes. And like yeah. I said, I think I've seen people take that criticism too far, but it really could have. Like I think like yeah. if it, with a few more episodes, maybe you have some more infected encounters, even just like one or two. I think would have been yeah, at least perfect. near the end. Right. Yeah. I think that would have been perfect. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I, I don't have any more criticisms. That rounded out to three perfectly. Those are like my big overall criticisms about the show that were consistent. But other than that, I'm awaiting season two and the backlash that everyone will be involved because we're getting into some crazy discourse that will now not only be centered online for, for, with video games, 
but now with every household in america yeah oh boy every household in america yeah um just so you're aware so you know what we're talking about the last of us part one is the happy part and part two is the not happy part so if you were one of those people who got really sad during part one uh just be aware that was the happy part that was yeah that was all sunshine and rainbows and we're gonna go to part two and giraffes and we're gonna go to part two uh and it's gonna be whatever the opposite of that is but like bad tenfold Tenfold. and tenfold yeah yeah every everything that made you sad in part one uh part two is sad times ten so for two seasons yeah so be be ready be prepared have a box of tissues on hand because I'm I'm sure they're gonna hammer some of these sad parts home in yeah. in, a, in a show format and your yeah, uh, helmet because you are gonna brace yourself for some crazy people that just yeah. like oh it, yeah it's like oh my god my, you might want to log yeah. off for a while when this when this season comes out you might want to log off when it when like a release date gets announced because because spoilers the people who spoilers are, are the least of your worries spoilers. yeah. People who hate it are going to drop spoilers like crazy. Anyways, it's really good. good uh, I can I can promise you that, even though a lot of people, it's kind of controversial, but but we here on the show believe that it is good. So yeah, <laughs> and and I also, I think for the TV show format, it might it might they might make some things that people might appreciate a little bit better in TV than they did in a game. Anyhow, that's that's the end. Um, so if you enjoyed this episode, please give us a like, a follow, a rating, subscribe, whatever it is. We'd really appreciate it. Uh, you can find us on Twitter and on uh, TikTok at NotJustAnyPod. Uh, we post information relating to our podcast yeah, as we well. We posted as a lot of memes. Last of Us content. We have been posting a lot of Last of Us content, but season one's over, so that we won't post any more for a while. Maybe Prob- in season two, probably. because we don't want the internet to be angry at us, but mm-hmm. who knows. Um, uh, and yeah, yeah, next join us next week for um, uh, post-apocalypse literature. Club. Yeah, literature. I read The Road. Justin. And I read uh, I Am Legend. Whoa, you, oh, I, I forgot about that, actually, right until the second. Well, anyways... Goodbye, Prometheus.